This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME. Everybody and welcome to episode 434 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Matthew Warrior Prince Schultz Memorial Studio of the Airways. <laughs> if you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Ugh, my OnlyFans account couldn't limbo any lower, Chris Antista. <laughs> and Hey there, this is Mr. Pokelope, Matthew Allen. And special guest for the second week in a row, it's... Hey, recording on my correct microphone this time. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's Tony Wilson of Framework. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us. And, uh, okay, and once thanks again, again for having me. What is Framework? Hey, uh, Framework is a YouTube channel dedicated to making critical video game essays. When I say critical, I don't mean negative. I try to always be positive, And I try to talk about games in a way that maybe you haven't thought about a particular game before. Do you have anything uh, on Psychonauts? Oh, oh I sure do. Does. I do. It came out as of the day we're recording this. I did a video on the original Psychonauts with one Mr. James Willems of uh, being a Psychonauts fan fame. Uh, you've also seen him on Rooster Teeth and Funhouse and all that stuff. Um, who is actually in the game as well, uh, which is really cool. But, yeah, you can learn all about that and uh, why I believe the game is so beloved. That is on Framework. Easiest way to get there is tinyurl.com slash frameworkyt. And that's the beginning plug. And thank you for having me back. Uh, I'm double dipping due to miscommunication, but I'll take it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> miscommunication was on our part. <laughs> hey, I, would, I, I also would like to plug Psychonauts. Hmm. It seems... Yes. I, I've only it's played crazy. it briefly the, I, the first game recently for more than a few hours, and it's like, it is one of the most charming platformers I've ever played with, like, you ever, you ever like, play a plat? not, I don't want to call anything out, but, like, the hat is magic and key, I'm calling out hat in time, I, I'm trying not to, but, like, <laughs> it's a fun we, little thing, but we anyways. get it, I, I, I don't need a, a, a big raw explanation as to why I can double jump and how this un unlocks the magic of the universe. Just be a platformer. And Psychonauts has it both ways where, like, it, it has a story explaining what you're doing while still being a competent and charming platformer the entire time. It gives purpose behind every mechanic, every level choice, every cutscene. Like, it's 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 so well thought out. Like Whatever it you call that, it's, it's never been done better. And, and yeah, I, Absolutely. I very I much agree. appreciate that it doesn't uh, Metroid you at the beginning like you're not set back to square one you still have all your powers from the first game and you get powers from the second game but we'll yeah. get to that oh, in the shit. second segment for now speaking of metroid right yeah speaking of metroid <laughs> guess what 30 year anniversary we just passed oh i know uh that that system that paul rudd played on the big screen yes yeah yeah uh <laughs> ant-man as they say in europe the snez i think snez. Yeah. they say snez Oh, I, I thought really it was British people, people that like said Adam snazzy. From oh, I brought yeah, the snazzy. You're playing your snazz. <laughs> you want to play that egg? You want to play that game with the dizzy egg man on your okay. on your snazz? I feel like I was an adult system. before I called it the SNES. I just always called it the Super Nintendo. I don't know. I want to manage my football on my snazz. 
Yeah, Same Super thing. Nintendo. Nintendo called it the SNES. Um, maybe maybe I would see that in uh, EGM because it would uh, save on column inches or whatever. But well, <laughs> every oh, yeah. article I mean, I had to be under three hundred words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Oof. No, I, I I saw it spelled out all the time. Yeah, and I I would read it as SNES. But yeah. like yeah, when I talked no, about yeah, the system I, I, to my buddies, it was the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I'm always I, I'm always an SNES man. I've always just said the whole. I can't. Acronym. I can't. I on like I I don't have pet peeves and I don't care about anything but I really hate it when like fucking nerds get up on their high horse and, like it's it's the SNES like I'm going to say fewer syllables and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it <laughs> I'm you just understand. gonna overemphasize SNES, SNES from now on and, and you know exactly what I'm saying you're just it's your polite way of telling me you're smarter than me mm-hmm. and you that might be true but you're still annoying, and it's a you bad wanna, quali- it's a bad quality to have in a human being. You want to really annoy them, you just start mixing it up, where you're like, yeah, it's the SN Entertainment System. It's mm-hmm. great. You, did you know what I was saying? Yes, you corrected me anyway, and we've wasted a ton of time. <laughs> it's the S Nintendo S. Uh, I say this as a host of <laughs> several podcasts. I will not have my time wasted. <laughs> Michael has found the worst way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> well S- done. S Nintendo S. That's what it is from now on. But this, it is, for, for our continued Confused Japanese and European listeners, we are talking specifically about its release in North America. But yeah. that that was a momentous. Dude, the time Super for Famicom me. Was, was out almost a year in Japan. Yes, it's not until GameCube that we started closing the gap on uh, global global launches on consoles, and mm-hmm. it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, and, uh, and we were still Michael, in the we, Final Fantasy desync. You yeah. know, for quite a Mike, while. Mike, you think we got a lot of Japanese listeners disappointed that are going, Mike, Michael Kuhn, do, do, I thought you were going to talk about the <laughs> Japanese do, release. Do you think I was being serious with that remark? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely, uh, Michael Kuhn. Uh, but I, I still remember, like, getting the like the electronic games, like, 1989 Buyer's Guide. Like, that was, I think, their first ever issue, like, before they became Electronic Gaming Monthly. And oh, the the Montgomery Ward thing? Maybe, yeah. I just remember the picture of like the Schwarzenegger Predator game on the cover. Okay, um, I remember Simon Belmont. I think that could be. But uh, so 1989. Yeah, so, sorry. but they they <laughs> talked about something in there called Nintendo's Super Famicom, and it sounded yeah. so cool. And it was the first time I'd heard about it, like a six a system coming out after the NES. It's like, wow, there's going to be new systems. And so, like for a while, remember. Remember, this was 1989. I would wield this knowledge that nobody else mm-hmm. at my school had <laughs> and tell them, like, no, don't buy a Nintendo. You want to wait for the Super Famicom that's coming out soon. You know, I thought it was imminent. And it was it was <laughs> like two years, which I know, to, it, to it, a fifth grader is to an eternity. A, yeah, to a 10-year-old, you might, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well tell like, you just have to finish college first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and then the system will be out. Someday, so, someday, I swear. See, I, I, was I, was in early on the, <laughs> I was in early on the Genesis train, and the Super Nintendo is the only system I have traded in a different system and its games in order to buy that new system. I traded in my Genesis... Because I'm no longer a Sega man. I'm I'm a Super Nintendo boy all the way, baby. I was I also in early on Genesis. I knew Phil Collins had that talent long before <laughs> mainstream <laughs> radio. <laughs> Can't play Super Metroid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like I saw Brett said on Instagram the exact same thing I said on 30 2010, and it's why I find the Super Nintendo very special. Read Brett's post. Follow him. He's a great follow on Instagram uh, if he'll allow it. At Brelston. Um, um that I sort of came into the world, I fell in love with a Nintendo when Nintendo was already in the wild. Like, uh, 
hey, have you seen this new Nintendo thing? My friends, we got it at my eighth grade, my eighth, my eighth birthday party. Wow, this has been out forever and has a whole bunch of games. But Super Nintendo was the first console launch I was looking forward to. We knew, we knew the glory of the Nintendo, and we were anxiously awaiting the next one. And that's why, like that, in it, in it more than delivered on every expectation I had for it. <laughs> Which you know, it's 1991. Wasn't much. Just be prettier. Uh, have more levels and more games, and it, it had just so many great games immediately. Mm. Immediately, like its launch library, I don't. I think it's like second to none. There's not a bad game in the Super Nintendo launch library. Yeah, I, th- I think when when it came out, I had like a deal worked out with my parents where I would pay for it, but I was very nervous because Nintendo Power was saying like, "Oh, units will be scarce when it comes out, but we'll have more in in 1992." And it was just like, that means we'll have to wait forever to get it. So I, I badgered my parents until they agreed to, they would buy it, but then they would keep it hidden from me until I was able to pay them back for it. The thing yeah, is... my parents did that. You did my parental did layaway. I did, I did. But uh, I also knew exactly where they hid it. And uh, so oh, no. whenever my mom would, my mom would go out uh, for, for stuff in the afternoon... And I'd roughly know how long that she would be gone. And so I'd like go and grab it, hook it up and like play for a bit. And then I became a master at yes. putting things back exactly the way I found them. The exact same thing happened to me, which is only striking <laughs> in a modern context to where like, even if you go to the shelf to get a DVD, hello, iTunes purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, <laughs> whereas like I, Michael and I would disassemble a Super Nintendo twice a day yep. uh, in an afternoon. <laughs> do it quickly in minutes. I Other boys were putting their dad's Playboys back in exactly the right position, and you two were, were the <laughs> right. Super These Nintendo were stuck together. Curve. Come here, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming in their porno mags, by the way? Just like shooting it in the magazine. It's, I'm covering for his accident, not mine. <laughs> not mine. Hey, these pages were stuck together last time I was jerking I off to this. I mean, apparently the same people it's who dangerous. are reading you those in the woods. you got to decide which spread you're not going to be able to see again because those pages yeah, are yeah, yeah, stuck that's together. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I blew a load right on that girl Kirk Cameron got fired. <laughs> I remember. Was that too specific about my memory? <laughs> no, no, no. I, now that you bring it up. As long as you didn't blow a load on Kirk Cameron, we're all good. He, he literally is in the spread, which is so obnoxious. Mostly because he had my haircut. It's terrible. <laughs> it really was. Uh. Is he in the background, like, scrambling for, like, an overcoat to throw over her? Like, what yeah, is, is, is no, he there to advertise his ministry? What the fuck? No, it was because she played his girlfriend on Growing Pains. Oh. And then he got her fired because he's a mega-Christian. And doesn't have any time for that. Mm. He would rather you die starving than be Newt. Mm-hmm. My favorite Transformer. Make a Christian. There are only three times in a person's life. Only three times in a person's life that they should be naked, Chris. When they're being born, when they're in the bath, and when they're burning in hell for the other two. When they're making their three kids. <laughs> la, la, la. I, I'd like to add one to that list, Michael, is, is if you have to take a shit on a really hot day, it's just refreshing. You just strip down mm-hmm. completely nude oh, and, so you know, you do what you got to do. Gross. I, do it. I do it all the time in the bean fields. It's, 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 it's fantastic. <laughs> gotta make I live alone, man. I can, I can do it anytime I want. Yeah. If you're still with us after that joke, congratulations. Hey, Michael, what are we talking about specifically? So we, we have done... Top five Playboy spreads yes. from Mantista's memory. We, we have done a couple of Super Nintendo-themed shows. We've already done, like, Best Games Not on the SNES Classic, which is sort of like... 
best games on the SNES. And I know I'm giving someone hives out there right now. I don't care. But I can't remember which one of us came up with best characters. That'd be Chris. That, yeah, best uh, Chris, best characters that debuted on the Super Nintendo. Well, yeah, I wanted to do best Super Nintendo games. Michael wasn't having it, but hmm. I thought, like, maybe the best things that the Super Nintendo ended up giving us. And I think it goes beyond characters. Because for many of us, like, I didn't experience a Final Fantasy on... On, I didn't play an RPG on the NES. Not I even Dragon those. Warrior? No. Huh? no. Well, it's funny because when we were trying to form our list of most famous characters, RPGs kept coming up, but we were like, yeah, yeah but most of those characters back then were more just kind of ciphers for you. Like it's, And mm-hmm. I think it, it kind of created one of the rules we gave for this list is preferably we wanted characters that carried forward into future generations sure. like yep. these weren't mm-hmm. like one and done great characters it was like oh no this is now a, a franchise mm-hmm. and they had to originate on the super nintendo they can't have right. been multi-platform they can't have been arcades first it had to be which made literally every street fighter square rpg like mm-hmm. yeah unqualified eh, which is, not I think every is shitty. square rpg <laughs> because i still i still want to tip my hat to the super nintendo because beyond we talked about this, I think, on one of the 302010 game episodes. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade games is the best modern arcade conversion. But you had arcade games on the Nintendo, but they were like nine-year-old arcade games. They were things that came out in like 82 mm-hmm. and 83. Uh, everything else, like the Nintendo just couldn't fucking do Yeah, uh, in, in the waiting days. You weren't getting Strider. Like, uh, you, you know what Strider we, you yeah, got. Yeah, we, we got a Strider. It wasn't mm-hmm. the arcade Strider. Same with Bionic Commando, although sometimes those were actually much better. Sometimes they were better, arcades. but but yeah. then, like, the excitement, part of the reason why that Super Nintendo was exciting was getting something like Street Fighter, mm-hmm. uh, which only now can I see the difference in that yeah. I played so much. Yeah, you compare them side by ver- side, it's like, oh, yeah, no, my version looked shitty, but... It, 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 it wasn't it perceptible yeah. without uh, yeah. YouTube until I was able to play the arcade game at home, and now I see it, but I didn't at the time. Mortal Kombat and... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm giving those, like, a, my bonus entry for this, because, like, every character in Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, I feel like, sort of belongs on this list, because I may have played this three or four times in the arcade, but infinitely on the Super Nintendo, and oh, then yeah. then I went even more into the arcade. Um, yeah. All that stuff. Oh, I love the Super Nintendo so much. I would, I would, I would throw that entire NES online library on the Switch into a fire for like five more Super Nintendo games that I've never played. Seriously, that's true. I mean, when you go back to revisit them, yeah, uh, Nintendo games are really hard to stick with for more than a few minutes. Versus Super Nintendo games, like yeah, yeah you can just play through that. I would, I would rather play Joe and Mac than yeah. like Mario One and Excite Bike. Like Super Metroid is just a way yes. better Metroid. Like yes. there's no reason to play original Metroid I mean, once you get Super Nintendo. Joe and isn't Joe and Mac on the Switch library? I think it is. It just got added. It, it, it was yeah. it was added after the sequel. Yeah. And, and weird shit that even I've never really played like Operation Logic Bomb. Like, I, I just played all the oh, recent yeah. games and they're fucking terrible. <laughs> but they're way they're way better than those like Famicom releases they keep putting on the NES. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Operation Logic Bomb sounds like like a conservative conspiracy. Yes, yeah, it, 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 it sounds like a, a catchphrase Jeff Foxworthy's opener is yeah. working on. I did the research on the internet. It's just Operation Logic Bomb. Y'all don't have any common sense. Did you put salsa on your sour cream and onion chicks? Operation Logic Bomb. That's two flavors. Go to hell, fatty. If you think listening to a YouTube crank is more effective than rigorous testing, you might be a redneck. 
<laughs> if you're looking forward to flaming hot Mountain Dew, you might be a redneck. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I, All right. I am looking forward let's to Let's get this top five started. Bloody Mary of the soda world. Yeah. Top five characters from the Super Nintendo right after this. Folks, you might have heard us talk about Manscaped and the importance of male grooming before. Well, now that summer is upon us and the clothes are starting to come off, it's more important than ever to give yourself a little boost of confidence and look your personal best by taking care of some of that stray body hair. Some of it down there. Since it's so hot, you might even want to trim things a bit shorter than usual. And when you do, take it from two guys who have learned the hard way, more than we care to admit, you want to be sure you're doing so safely, especially when trimming the hair down there. And that is where Manscaped can help. It may be a scorcher out there, but it's time to bundle up in here. With Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a.k.a. the GOAT of ball trimmers. Go! Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold on to your goodies. Their fourth generation Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes not those delicate holes you sickos your ear and nose holes uh, once you're done grooming you seal the deal with manscaped delightfully scented liquid formulations before heading outside use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat then after trimming the lawn and whacking your weeds give your beach balls a boost with crop reviver there are few things as refreshing as a little spritz from the crop reviver Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level and get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> and we're back to talk about what? Characters. Characters. The greatest characters the Super Nintendo ever brought it to us. <laughs> Glad your grandmother can be here to talk about them. That's right. We're going to talk about my son, Arrow the Acrobat. I'm going to start off with, I think, this group, the most controversial entry. Number five. Is that ringing any bells for anybody? You fucking, you woke up oh, and you chose violence oh, yes, today, Michael. You chose violence. <laughs> no, this Why guy chose have, uh... violence. Yes, he did. <laughs> there it is. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. That's uh, that that's Kefka Palazzo, baby. Yeah, yeah Kefka. Kefka. And we, we talked a little bit about this because, like, yeah, it's, well, like, a game like Final Fantasy VI, how do you, 
choose a standout character. Tara's kind of boring. Locke is kind of cool, but he's also riddled with cliches. You know, Sabin can suplex a train and that's the extent of his character development kind <laughs> of. But, but Kefka, Kefka is an interesting guy. He's spoilers, I guess, the, the final villain of Final Fantasy VI slash Final Fantasy III. He begins as a comic relief jester for the evil emperor and then gradually becomes more and more diabolical. He poisons an entire town and kills the Knight Cyan's family, among other people. He, he slowly morphs into the Joker and then becomes like an angry chaos god by the end of things. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Why, why, did, we choose, <laughs> why did we choose Kevin? Because he's absolutely, he's, absolutely my favorite Final yeah. Fantasy villain. And cause he's, cause he's, he's great. He's, he's su- listen, he succeeds as a villain. And that is more than you can say for like most villains in any other context. Like he does it. He destroys the world. Yes. <laughs> he pulls and, it off. And that's the midpoint of the game is he fucking breaks the world. And, and I think in terms of a memorable villain, like you look at villains, before Kafka in RPGs, in action games, like, you kind of hated them because they were the bad guy. They'd kidnap the girl, whatever. But did they do anything really on screen that made you hate them? Did they have any sort of character development that made them interesting? Not really. Kafka did this arc. He did He did horrible things right in front of the players, and they were the sorts of things that typically, like... Oh, he's going to poison the well. We need to race there in the nick of time and save everybody. And you don't get to do that. You have to watch everybody die. And and so you sort of transfer that frustration you feel as a little kid playing the game into hate against this character. And this was one of the earliest games I remember doing that really effectively. And I can appreciate, too, uh, a villain who is just like just a force of chaotic evil. Like, Final Fantasy villains, uh, often they are nuanced or, you know, they they kind of, to some degree, what they do or want to do is justifiable. Kefka is not in any way justifiable in anything he does. And I can kind of appreciate just, like, essentially being Final Fantasy's Joker, where he's just like, I just want to see what happens when I blow all this up, you know? Yeah. Uh, He also makes a return in... Uh, Dissidia, where he spies on, uh, oh I think Cecil and Golbez from Final Fantasy IV having a heart to heart. Cecil, everybody kill him. Cecil, who cares? There you go. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. What's this? The brooder and the narcissist having a heart to heart. Oh, this is rich. So rich, it gives me gas. Gives me <laughs> gas, I say. <laughs> and I give it back. Yes. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's not how you do a Joker. This is how you do a Joker. Oh, name me, name me another Final Fantasy villain that farts canonically. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I rest my case. Or, or that uh, monologues. Vanille from Thirteen. Prove <laughs> <laughs> me wrong. Uh, speaking of OnlyFans, <laughs> cake farts. Oh, but he also alliteratively monologues in a way that few other villains do quite as well. These pitiful little puppets, letting their precious past prevent them from properly participating. Such a waste. Aha! I am furnished with a thought. For these irretrievably, pathetically wretched excuses for intelligent beings, I shall extend a personal fave. Uh. I don't get why that last line is a joke, but okay. 
That ingenious villain is using illicit alliteration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Shakespeare, man. That was Square's yeah. version yeah, of Shakespeare exactly. right there. Exactly. That was that was like <laughs> bargain bin Shakespeare right there. Um, yeah. yeah, the and villain also, monologuing behind the scenes as he observes the heroes and is disgusted. Yeah. If I remember correctly, and, and y'all have to correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on this. Oh, I, we will. I, I, <laughs> I want to say he's also the first Final Fantasy villain to do like... The, like, I have become a god transformation for the final boss. Like, like the bosses always Ooh. ramp up in Final Fantasy, and you always fight someone like that at the end. Mm-hmm. But I believe Kefka's the first one where it's like, no, this is Kefka ascended. Now yeah. fight him again. Yeah, you now, know what I mean? Now I'm this horrible angelic monster. and uh, Yeah, this, like, three, this multi-tiered wedding cake of a boss. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Like, before Sephiroth ever came along, like, that's what we had to contend oh. with. And, like, yeah. I, I think you had, like, three groups of five party members, and they'd each fight a different tier. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you literally you literally ascend up, like, you. it's like an elevator ride as you, like, fight each, literally each stage of the boss going upward of this multi-connected, like, evil angel. Yeah, I mean, That's have awesome. you seen Cake Boss? This shit's no joke, Tony. Mm, this shit is no <laughs> joke. I'm Buddy, and I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also getting divorced. Uh-oh. <laughs> I cheated on my wife. Sometimes you want more than one cannoli. What can I say? <laughs> if Final Fantasy VII had somehow been on Super Nintendo, we'd probably be talking about Sephiroth and how great he is. But we're stuck with Kefka because he was the villain of the best Final Fantasy game of its time. He also sounds like an Ikea furniture piece, so that's good. Oh, yeah. I'm... <laughs> this is a Kefka right well, behind me up, holding up my TV. <laughs> but I think he had gas in that one. Yeah. It was so rich he had gas. Yes. Can you, uh, yeah, you need to queue up. I need a little edit of the fart followed by the laugh. That'd be, uh, that's what I need, please. <laughs> anyway, let's move along to number four. I had to get that that transcendent piece of music in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you guys know who this is. Which which of the Kongs? Arrow the Acrobat. We already teased it. It's all the Kongs. Uh, I mean, Diddy Diddy is a pretty good one to focus on, but. Uh, yeah, I picked up I picked up a Diddy in Target today wow. and was like, I should buy this. It's ten dollars for a Diddy. No, like but, a but, plush. But or... A plush. Yeah, they, okay. they have they have a ton of. They don't have any amiibos in Target. They have a ton of plushes mm. for Mario characters. Mm. And mm. Uh, I love Diddy so much, so much. He's he's. I played him as Smash as my main. Uh, before I started playing online and decided to never play it again. And, uh, but I love Diddy so much. I like to wear a hat. I like monkeys. I like red shirts. He's the best. Yeah. I mean, he has the, he has the best Mario Kart game. Hell yeah. But Hell Diddy. yeah. yeah and he races. That's, uh, that's, you're talking about the comments being angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, Come at me, bro. I don't care. Yeah, you could, you could sort of make a case that Donkey Kong Country is Nintendo's Sonic because like the roster grows so fast. <laughs> sure. And it yeah. goes from being just like Donkey Kong and his little sidekick to a whole Kong family who are dating. Yeah. Well, it's like they keep, they like, they, it's like each game they like one in, one out almost, right? It's yes. like it's DK and Diddy, and then it's Diddy and Trixie, and then it's Trixie Dixie. and Kitty? Dixie and Kitty. Or, or Dixie, or is it sorry, Dixie yeah. Kong? I thought it was I, One of those, whatever it is. Yeah. It's something Ixie. 
And then, and then after that, it's, it's, it's her and I think Kitty Kong. Yes. After that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's three. And then, uh, then we get this. There it is. That's that's our obligatory soundbite because we we always have to reference DK Rep anytime Donkey Kong is brought up. Those are the rules. I'll be back in uh, 2026 when we do this for N64 games, and I make the case for Lanky Kong on this top five. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> that was my least favorite reason to play a level for the sixth time. <laughs> now, Michael, you you said that there's technically we could also say. Donkey Kong, like the version yes. of Donkey Kong in country, Because right? this, this Donkey Kong, uh, is with the the weird Dairy Queen spit curl, is technically a new character. He is the original mm-hmm. Donkey Kong's mm-hmm. grandson, who yeah. just I, I guess he's Donkey Kong the third. Yeah, because he's not even Junior, who was on the NES. He's yeah. like right. the Cranky third. Kong he's is original DK. Yeah, he's the only one junior... not included. Nobody likes you, Cranky. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and then DK to reemphasize father, how little Nintendo cares about these those characters. <laughs> They've literally never been seen again. <laughs> yeah, then. I think I think DK yeah DK Junior oh. is Cranky's son, and then yeah you've got technically Donkey the Third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Donkey the Third, and uh, they were in a truly truly horrifying TV show that Matt you you oh. linked me to an episode of, and oh and and. Like, within seconds, like, oh, I know exactly what this is. I've seen this plot a billion times. Taking care of a baby is hard work. Heavy-duty responsibility. Come on. How hard can it be? Yeah. (laughs) He's just a baby. If you think it's so easy, then why don't you two try it? Yeah, we'll go fishing and you guys babysit. It's a deal. Great. See you later. Good luck. You'll need it. <laughs> I I honestly cannot think of a plot device more cliche or hack than men and women switch jobs and the men find out how hard it is. Like one yes. of these days, candy to the moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell that to Leonard Nimoy's three minute a baby. I was gonna say, yeah, still a great yeah. flick. But also imagine that scene. But in the most rudimentary N sixty four era ass CG, I, I wouldn't you've even ever say that. It, it looked like stop motion claymation, but done in yeah. CG. There was yeah, something unwholesome bad. about it. it, it I, I did a retronauts like, on one episode of Donkey Kong, and like, how long was that? And like half an hour. Like it felt like four hours. I watched <laughs> it. I watched it in six sittings. It was so long and weird. So I have seen the the, the feature film from this era uh, oh in inordinate amount of times. It was like a, a go-to blockbuster rental for me, Legend of the Crystal Coconuts, which I later found out was just three episodes of the show, like kind of intercut, Ooh, sure, in yeah. a way in a way that doesn't actually make any sense, Dastardly. but gets you up to feature length. Mm, that sure. was kind of common back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Diddy though. Diddy, uh, is, yeah, Diddy's a cool dude. I was about to say cool cat, but that's not the right animal. But Diddy's a cool dude. You know, N64, Donkey, which I do love DK64. I completely understand why people hate it. But, you know, he's got a jetpack. He's got a guitar. He's got peanut pistols. He can bounce on his tail. I could list everyone's powers, but I won't bore everybody. (laughs) Because he doesn't, he doesn't have a ton of extra 
power, dif- differential powers than Donkey Kong. But it was interesting to have like, like that that idea of like when Donkey Kong dies, you play as Diddy, and you can play as Diddy for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can't. And, and and then after that, they had to further differentiate who Diddy was and what he could do. Yeah, the Smash series being incredibly helpful to that, and Donkey Kong sixty four, which I don't, I don't think Donkey Kong wields guns in the game, but Diddy still retains them. Well, his coconut gun can fire in spurts. If it's, he shoots I know, you, but not in, not it's going to hurt. That's true. Not in Smash, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I'm also just now, I'm sure other people have realized this, but I think further additions of the game as they're introducing new Kongs does confirm that DK just doesn't wear clothes because, uh, and, and like yeah. you can do the cartoon thing of like it doesn't matter. Oh, but you well, say use but condoms. But hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but hold on because other Kongs are fully clothed, so therefore Donkey knows he's mm. wearing just a tie, <laughs> and Diddy's wearing just a shirt and a hat. Yep. True. Yep, they're nudists. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to live with this with Disney characters a long time ago. Though. It's true. I, yeah, they, they are also funny animals, I suppose. Like, Tony, yeah, if you're Diddy Kong, you can do the Diddy if you want to, because, man, you can do the Diddy Diddy if you want to. That is a 90s song reference for those I was, of you. I, I, I got gotcha. you. I just want to say I, I'm I'm Lanky Kong, and I'm going to leave it at that. I only listen to the song. I only listen to songs written by Rare. <laughs> I mean, I do. If we're talking like banjo soundtrack, well, that one was by a video game character named Paperboy. So come on, you know, you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah subject of the show Atlanta. Jesus. <laughs> well, we just did a real six degrees of separation right yeah. there. We went all over the board. Donald Glover would uh, appreciate it. Did he? He's cool. He's great. But yeah, well, all, all, a lot of the Kongs carried forward to future generations, yeah. including yeah. you got Diddy Kong Racing, great game, yeah. you know, Barrel and, Blast. And yeah. Donkey Kong Country in retrospect, I know we, we talk about this, I think, every time. Oh, I hate it. You, well, you hate it, but I, I still look at it as like, this was an amazing con job on Nintendo's part, almost. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> let's leverage, we have access to these SGI workstations that we're using to create project reality or project dream whatever it's called which became nintendo 64 and let's use them to create these high quality 3d assets turn them into sprites and convince everybody they're really playing a high-tech 3d game right as sony and sega are bringing out the playstation and the saturn we can hold our own for a little while longer while we develop our own thing i think it bought them three years it convinced me i didn't need the, the Sega CD and thank God yeah. I didn't go for that thing. Yeah, oh, Lord, I did. I did have a friend who traded in his Super Nintendo and all of his games oh. for a Sega CD, and I was like, "Why oh. are you doing that?" It's like, "Why have you seen the Sega CD?" In retrospect, the greatest console to ever exist traded it in for one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, <laughs> it's all full motion video. It literally doesn't get any better looking than this. It, it's the most realistic thing it, you can do. It literally. Never gets any better looking than that. <laughs> Full motion <laughs> video, CD baby. Never is. Yeah. Um, we were talking about we were talking about carrying forward too, and I also just want to throw out the the Donkey Kong Country Returns games. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Tropical Freeze is one of, if not the best, two D platformer I have ever played. It is so good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move along to number three. Uh, this is the opening level of what game? 
Mega Man, the best opening level of all time. One of them, yeah, Mega uh, Man X. Mega Man X. Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Um, who is not Mega Man is a distinct, different character. Created. Very different character. Yeah, he's Mega Man's grandson. Uh, sort of, Mega yeah. Man Jr. is... <laughs> yes, he's missing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mega he's, Man he's shows up a... as Cranky Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's from a different timeline, or not timeline, different timeline. He's just from way later in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, Mega yeah. Man, he's like thousand I years was, later. So. I was always partial to Diddy Man. He just kind of does like scat jazz music everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just a wonderfully needless plot device to say like this looks better and different, so it's in the it's way in the future. Yeah, it happens in the future where there are almost n- like no visible humans, but. Uh, it, it was mind blowing when Mega Man Seven came out. Like, these aren't the same. You're like just telling us these aren't the same character. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy shit! I mean, the, the Mega Man X tells you that in the story. It really does. Yeah, it, like right at the but, beginning. Like the Doctor Light has created this first of its kind robot that is able to make its own decisions and is, you know, but I just almost assume they were human. getting. They were wiping the slate clean. Like this is going to look way too futuristic. He's going to have way more powers than regular Mega Man. And it, those games are so good, mm. and I, I have heard from the worst of Mega Man fans, and none of them seem to champion the X series as much as they should because they're great. Yeah, they the X series is wonderful. Yeah, I, I did not realize that both X and uh, his partner Zero were created by Keiji Inufune, and mm-hmm. that he had, mm. he had wanted to like. Well, we want we want to do something with Mega Man, but the Mega Man character is too good. He's too nice. We need some something with more of an edge, and mm-hmm. and so like it's it's like an aged up Mega Man almost. But oh, uh, yeah. that was big in the nineties. Yeah. Throw an X on something. This is Revolution X. Yep. Yeah, he's it's actually Steven Tyler under that helmet. <laughs> and it was also very confusing if you've never heard. I'm sure it's this on a billion podcasts. There were six Mega Man games on the. Uh, on the NES, and there were four on the Game Boy. So I thought, we're at oh, Mega 10. Man 10. Mm-hmm. That's what we're oh, yeah. doing here. Yeah. And I, I I, really didn't have any idea until, like, the Mega Man X games started coming out pretty frequently, <laughs> like the old ones. Yep. Mega Man X2, Mega Man X3, mm-hmm. all the way up to, I think, Mega Man X8 on PS2, which uh, by that point had added a new character to the cast named Axel. But uh, it also had uh, some voiced cutscenes like one at the beginning uh, X talks and he sounds really really boring this is X I've encountered an accident while on patrol of the orbital elevator dispatch rescue mechanoloids immediately oh no did you encounter an accident better go back to firefighter school anyway here's zero whoa get a load of this guy you're zero right if you really knew me you'd be shaking in your boots right about now maverick we new generation reploids are designed so that we can't go, Maverick, kid. That may be, but you've pulled it off somehow because what I'm staring at right now is a Maverick. Oh my god, I feel like I'm at a Sarah Palin rally. How many times are you people uh, going to say Maverick? Well, you uh, did that? a great job, Mega Man. You made it all the way to the rally. What's I, that I, 1994 movie with Mel Gibson and, and Danny Glover cameoing yeah, in it? It's Maverick. It's me. Every- I couldn't get past the guitar solo in the background. Dude is just like noodling. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it gets hella butt rocky. Yeah. But I mean, that was always the soul of Mega Man <laughs> to begin with was rock. His, man. Yeah, rock man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, rock man. Yeah. But but I, I, I forget about. Because I played most of these and I always forget about like the Blade Runner shit that it wears. The Maverick Hunter, mm-hmm. the rep, the Reploids. It's very Blade Runnery, and I was like, "Yeah, I just want to charge my weapon and shoot the things to my right." <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, to, yeah, the, they, to they, the point they, where how can you hunt your own people at the behest of these weak humans? Do you know how many robots I've murdered in this game? <laughs> it delights me to no end. Yeah. Some of them aren't even intended to be weapons. It true. says so. Some of them are just cute roadrunners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I stumbled so upon the lore. Just... I was researching an episode and discovered there was like an OVA of mm, Mega yeah. Man X. And I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of lore here for a game. Like we're going to say, a game where I'm just running around yeah. shooting robots. So I think like, that, oh, I got to say, I, I worked at Capcom for a little bit. And then I started reading a bunch of questions and forum posts about Mega Man X. And it was just like, I, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> there's a lot I, of stuff in like the special editions, I think, where you go to like the art galleries and it literally will just, like, you can go enemy by enemy and see, like, names and, like, concept art and, like, their purpose. And, yeah, like, half of them are like, this one's a washing machine. You're like, that's nice. Why did I have to murder it a dozen times? Yeah. yeah. Cause it was those collections are awesome, by the way. Yeah. Those those Mega Man collections that Capcom put out, like, they mm-hmm. do. Fantastic. That's, like, the best in class way to do those collections. Because not only do they do, I think it's, like both the rewind feature like hey you make a mistake you can just hit a trigger and you go back but it's like mm-hmm. you can save pause anytime go exactly where you were like i wish more retro collections did what they did in those but games m- more than anything i really want more than way more than mega man 11 i wanted which mega man 11 was nice it was uh, i loved 11 i really had fun mm, with that one 11 was good yeah, I like. would prefer an up- upgrade to x but x moved away from 2d what, like at six or seven? Yeah, six um, or seven. I think by eight, it was back to like 2D gameplay with 3D graphics. But but I would love a, a new retro version of that. Just There's nothing that compares to like char- all those charge weapon techniques, the air dash. And goddamn, you get a Hadouken in the first Yes, game. that was so cool. <laughs> that little Easter egg that you could find. It takes forever to yeah. figure out, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they I also, didn't... someone who was it uh, put together literally the Mega Man Cross Street Fighter anyway, right? Like, right. Yeah. that eventually yeah, happened. Yeah. Was it from the OVA that this line came from, Chris, where... Is that or X5? I, yeah. I don't know. Zero, Zero has to watch this this female reploid die and gets very upset about the whole thing. No, this isn't happening! There's no reason for me to go on! <laughs> what? What am I fighting for? I just love that. mom doing an impression every What am I fighting for? It is now Why am I fighting for the Vietnamese soup dish? Oh, it's delicious! Anytime I see a gamer controversy online, I'm just going to reply with the timestamp to that clip right there. It's just like, oh no, this can't be happening. What are we fighting for? It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Are you, are you, are you... <laughs> Isn't that the voice of regular Mega Man in those games? Uh, no, it's pretty I, close to hockey player. It was the Russian yeah. hockey guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close. To, you have to be mad. But like actual Mega Man's voice is really close to what you just did, which True. is great. <laughs> oh, Doctor Wily, why do I gotta fight these robots? It's simple, Mega Man. You must beat Bath and Twobble. Doctor Wily. Watch the we'll profanity. Only... Am I Dr. White or Zoidberg? <laughs> we will only do voice acting in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you for casting me in your uh, video game. My tongue cannot pass by my lips. Um, uh, someone was happy yeah, with that performance. Cool. Anyway. And, they, um, <laughs> right. and then, like, you know, we, you were talking about, like, again, like how the characters carried forward. Um, I am also a massive fan of the Mega Man Battle Network games. Mm. And uh, let me tell you what. We had to get Zero... one of those young people on, didn't we? 
<laughs> when uh, I am younger than the SNES. Now, how do you feel? Mm. Uh, I do this you all, yeah, you all knew that. No, when Zero shows up in those games, though, like it's it's. I, I'm pretty sure he shows up as like an unbeatable boss every time. Like you're not supposed to fight him. He just shows up and wipes the floor that's, that's every time. That's how you're introduced to him in X. Like you're, you're you're introduced to a boss you cannot beat, and uh, Zero comes and saves your ass, mm-hmm. blows somebody's mm-hmm. arm mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. It. Mega Man X is such a dope game. It is it is my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, one of the best things to come out on Super Nintendo. If you haven't played it and you like Mega Man, you really, really should. And Capcom has given you a great way to do that. Yeah, the mm-hmm. collection's always on sale for ten dollars too. Like yeah, every man. time it goes on sale, yeah. it's ten bucks. Just snatch it up. Yeah. But anyway, we're not quite done with this list, so let's move on to number two. I know you all know exactly what they're saying. Fox, help me! <laughs> of course I do, you, you fucking bitch. Fox, <laughs> 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 yeah, saying... oh, Fox, you got blown out of the sky! <laughs> they're saying... Do a barrel roll! Thank you. Uh, technically, I believe they're doing an alien roll. Uh, if you actually yeah. look it up, that that is true. Actually, it had to be life. Li- uh, it had to be localized because he said, "Suck a golf ball through a garden hose, Fox." <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you, Private? I didn't know Tell they stacked shit that high. <laughs> What's in your glove compartment? A jelly donut. Only- Mm. Pull a camel through the eye of a needle, Fox. Uh, All these tears and queers come from Lilat Maggot. <laughs> Said Maggot. I, I, I mean, there was that scene when Slippy Toad, you know, hung himself uh, after boot camp. So. Yeah. <laughs> after shooting him in a world in of shit, Fox. I can't go on, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you remember that scene where they beat Slippy with bars of soap wrapped in their sides? Stanley Kubrick, Star Fox. <laughs> Actually, there is there is an animation on YouTube I recommend looking up that is perpetually under development. A fox in space, like just captures somehow like this this perfect like nineteen sixties seventies feel. But anyway, this is another one of those trick games that kind of kept the system's longevity going. Yes, that it introduced the Super FX chip, which could like. Hey, now your uh, long-in-the-tooth 16-bit console can do all this cool 3D shit like you've never seen before. Isn't that amazing? And yes, it was it's still pretty amazing. Extremely amazing, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, the system always had, what was it called, Mode 7? I mm-hmm. think that's what they call the, like, parallax kind of stuff. And then, yeah, this just upped it yeah, to this, a whole, this is like, like uh, simple a polygons, triangles moving around. But, parallax! Yeah. I am the cousin of the infamous. <laughs> it is me! Yes, Parallax! <laughs> oh, no. Parallax and Tyrak, best of friends! <laughs> Universe conquering buddies! <laughs> I love it, I love it. Keep it coming. Fraternity brothers oh. and space emperors! <laughs> Uh, but uh Star Fox. Um Yes. Yeah. Uh four well, animals Star- that fly I- triangle ships. Yeah, but like <laughs> that was still an exi- exhilarating feeling. Yeah. Um mm. we we'd had we'd had I I think uh we talked about on video game or uh, uh, 302010 this week. Um I can't wait to talk to you guys more about the game Starblade, the arcade game that was like the first time I'd seen space rendered polygonally in like 1991. Hmm. But it like uh, it was first person. But this showed your ship, and that was always really much easier for me to get my head around. That I could see what my ship was doing. I remember trying to play like X Wing and like 
I hope this button does what it says it's going to do because I can't see what the fucking ship does. Mm. Uh, and, and, and Star Fox is one of the first flight games I ever got super into because it made sense. Yeah. It got yeah. Nintendo fight. You, you talk about um, like D- DK Country looking like magic at the time. Like this is the first game where I'm like, oh, this is a true 3D game on my Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's which weird, man. Wasn't there like a really rudimentary NES Star Fox or something that was like an early prototype? Or, or am I misremembering what happened with Star Fox 2 or something? It was Star like, Fox I mean, 2 was SNES as well, which we got. When did it, that officially release? It was like 2016 or something like that? Well, yeah, it came two? as part oh, yeah, of yeah, with the NES Classic. Yeah, the NES Classic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it came out, yeah. SNES and I think is is currently on Nintendo Switch Online as well. Indeed. But yeah, I mean, at the, the time, $50. I you know saw this and, and, and we were not necessarily used to polygonal yeah. games right mm-hmm. it was just like whoa and and so for the time it seemed way ahead of its time and then now you go back and play and you're like holy shit this is but also as as a if you had a genesis you were used to flight shooter shmups ah, i'm pissing off every fucking old school gamer <laughs> Uh, where N- the super nintendo didn't do that as well and like Star Fox operates on all of those rules but sure. at a different perspective. Yeah, right. And, and over and, the, over the shoulder if you're, perspective. If, if you, you were like a Nintendo guy, you weren't ready to do that yet. Because it, it kind of it, it's much it's a much slower flight combat game, but it also is pretty challenging with uh, enemies from several axes you're not used to. So it took me a long time to get used to Star Fox. Yeah, I mean I the closest think... thing at the time was Space Harrier basically, which is obviously years before, but like that mm. that's basically the same perspective. You found out this week uh, art designed by fuck. <laughs> Look at those credits, man. They're fuck. Those credits are crazy. Yeah. Oh, the same guy I would enter my initials at in the arcades. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting that so um the main developer of the original Star Fox, uh Dylan Cuthbert was like I think still a teenager at the time that he was doing it. He has stories about like Miyamoto sitting over his shoulder watching him put the game together and just like Miyamoto smoking cigarettes and it's like, all right, here you should do this and this and this and this should be more like this and uh, I'm gonna put this out on your shoulder. Hold out your arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotta keep up my I gotta go reputation. check on a game about a pink blob that swallows enemies. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying uh Homeboy's not talented in Star Fox in the good game, but they did seem like the one Western developer Nintendo bothered to let in the building, and they mm-hmm. were mesmerized. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're not they don't deal with outsiders very well, and Deep, uh, yeah. and and they they got to kind of make this really oddball game that you know TBH Nintendo hasn't really acknowledged very often, other than like ensemble games. They don't make a lot of Star Fox. Yeah, Star I mean, Fox. It got, it got a weird Star Fox Zero <laughs> and was it Star Fox Guard something that came with it? Um, like the tower defense Oh, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't buy without getting Star Fox Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, it's like a pack-in to the, pe- to, to the I, game. I know, it has, it technically it has two discs! Yeah. Oh my god! But they did have really, really good Star Fox DLC for a little game called Starlink. Yeah. Wow! This Starlink tech is amazing! This'll give us the edge we need to take down Wolf. Least we could do. Good luck. Let's rock and roll, boys! Full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft, etc., but my opinions are my own. What? Uh, Starlink was put out by Ubisoft a few years ago, and it's like a toys-to-life spaceship combat game, which I found really fun on its own, and then in the Switch version, they added a whole storyline with the Star Fox team, you could buy a toy R-Wing with a little Fox McCloud, or I think later other the other pilots. And you could play with the Toys to Life aspect. You could play without it. 
Uh, in in any case, it's like I remember people like being floored at E3 that year, and yeah. but then like playing it, it's like yeah, this is one of the best Star Fox games in years. This is amazing. And uh, yeah. well, I, what I was getting to is it. The Super Nintendo reminds me how few franchises Nintendo has re- launched and successfully followed up on since right. the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, there's like it's not Pikmin and a, an Animal Crossing right. and a, and that's it. Yeah, that's it's kind Splatoon of it. Splatoon is the newest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Splatoon. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I, but I, that's I, that's like exception proving the rule. <laughs> I figured out what I was thinking of. So you guys remember the thing, the tech that they needed to run Star Fox, and the reason it was so groundbreaking at the time? Yeah, the, the Super FX. The Super FX chip. So that was something that the the team Argonaut originally programmed uh, this uh, like a flight sim called Star Glider on NES, and that's what they showed Nintendo to convince mm. them, and that mm. that got like they said, oh, okay, yeah, take that tech and now make the Super Nintendo game. But there were only like four or five games that use the chip like because it made the games way more expensive to produce because you're putting like another microchip on a cart well there was there was i think stunt race fx i remember there was going to be a game called fx fighter but that the the super nintendo version of that got shit can and it came out on pc and was totally unremarkable but it would have given super nintendo its own virtual fighter style game yeah Um, and yeah, I think there were maybe a couple of others. It might have been there was like, like dirt, dirt racer. There was dirt tracks, dirt racer, stunt race. There was a lot of a lot of racing. Yeah. And then there was a, a second version, the FX2 chip that Doom actually used oh, to come out. Okay, on there. Oh, cool. Shit, really? so, yeah. Wow. And Yoshi's Island used the FX2 chip. That's right. And it's funny you should say that because. I can't hear that music anymore without thinking somebody put like Homer Simpson ever going Where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? When you you look like let's say Mario Golf that came out this year Mm -hmm. the second most recent character in Mario Golf from 2021 is Yoshi (laughs) Oh wow That is the most recent Nintendo character Yeah I mean, yeah, yeah they definitely have Wario. their Fab Five, kind of like Disney has. Like they, they have their yeah. their stable mm-hmm. characters, and he's, I'd say, yeah, the only newish one that is he's, in that group. He know? he's new, and if I was any other age, I would have hated him. Mm. But he no. was a he's my so... favorite color of character is green. Always was, always <laughs> will be. I love Incredible Hulk and other green things that I used to have a list of. Green Dennis. But Canadian Yoshi's can Kermit be any color. The Come jolly good Kermit the Frog, yes! <laughs> um, but but you, uh, Yoshi was a thing you, you wrote on to, to go faster, mm-hmm. which was such a fun addition to Mario. Yeah. Um, Not only go faster, but also whatever this is. Spit, you know, he, he has his long frog tongue that you, you yes. hit him on the yeah. back of the head and he... Will eat whatever's in front of you, and then he can swallow it and uh, make eggs. Yeah. That's how that Yoshi, works. Yoshi responds to yeah. abuse. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. basically they, they, like they Mario's battle cat. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he makes you yeah. super powered in those games. Mm-hmm. That was like that was like part of the Giga Leak, right? Like there was like a, a, an older sprite that showed more explicitly that, showed, was, that Mario was punching Yoshi in the back. He of was head. bonking him, whereas yeah. I think I've, I've seen like no, no, he's pointing the way of what he's supposed to do. But like sure. you know, you, if you if you break down, I think the official sprites, you can see that no, he's hitting him on the head to melt yeah. him up his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I've always loved about Yoshi, and 
When I was a kid, noticing this for the first time after probably a few weeks, I felt very clever for, for noticing, is listen to the music here. Yeah, yeah the when, bongos come yeah, in. It, it adds the bongos. So yeah. it's like Yoshi's not just a thing that you ride on. He changes the music. He, he adds a track to it, which I'm sure was yeah. also just like showing off, like, look at what we can do with yeah. the Super Nintendo's sound chip. And uh, that that tradition continues into other games most recently, I think, Super Mario Galaxy 2. A little subtler there, but you can, you can still hear the bongos yeah. in the latter half I, of that. I think it's most explicit in uh, Mario Sunshine. Like, it's very, like, when it comes in, it almost takes over the whole track. Um, I'm also just now <laughs> thinking about like, cause you know, part of like the joke about Yoshi too is like, you are always leaping off of him, sending him, yes. pr- you know, probably to his doom into a pit so you can get a better jump off. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about just casting him off into space <laughs> in Galaxy Which, 2 and just sending him that, adrift. Not even that, but like Yoshi was an extra hit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Would, he kind of superpowered Mario. He, he kind of made yeah. you semi invincible while you, and it, well, and I mean, taken to the, to its logical conclusion and, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2, where it's like, yeah, as long as you're on Yoshi, that's your free hit, and then you gotta get that fucking crying baby boy, you gotta get that back on your back, because otherwise you're gonna die. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I feel like that's taken to its uh, to the extreme with the Mario Maker games, because there's so many levels where people create where, like, lo- like Yoshi is essentially just a living key to getting yeah. to the end of the level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because he, yeah. uh, he had invincible feet. He could, uh, he yeah. could touch things right. that Mario couldn't. Yes. Not lava, but that's like... This is also only just now. I I don't know. This never occurred to me until just now, and I know this is not an original thought. It's kind of weird that we got Birdo before Yoshi. Hmm. A little bit because they've been teamed up and they're like the same height and yeah. they look like a, for lack of a better term, gendered versions of one another. Even though yeah. it should one lays eggs and the other one is like yep. one spits them. They they, they you know they connect in that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They ninety six in and the way? egg whoa, cycle whoa, continues. That, now I'm getting like a human centipede thing going on. If you're talking about connecting, one has a eggs. button and one has a have hole. You, have you have you guys never tried a Yoshi on a? On, you never tried. <laughs> yeah, you, you never <laughs> you tried ne- to stick your your nose in someone's face <laughs> vagina. Hey, you never. You guys never Yoshied. <laughs> you got to you got to make sure you go wow stop when you do it. Yoshi you do Yoshi is effect. too wholesome for this time kind of time. You got you got you got you, you kick your feet. You kick your feet a little bit in the air while you do it too to get a little I'm going to start eating your ass and I want you to hit me on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's funny about Yoshi though is he's become wow. such an integral part of Mario games when he's not there. You really notice like yeah. I was bummed in 64 of like oh thanks for the cameo on top of the fucking castle at the end like give yeah, me a Yoshi yeah. level. I think they had originally planned to let you ride him but they're like now nah, we can't make yeah. this work can't figure this out he yeah. also i that's one of the only times i feel like he also just talks in full sentences right yeah. like you get to the right. top and he's like you found me mario here extra lives mm-hmm. and other than that he just walks around going blah so like yeah. well you know he's just yeah. saying like yoshi 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 yeah mm-hmm. unless you watch the super mario world cartoon where he was just a moron <laughs> <laughs> i'm partial to toad from that cartoon though just hey mario What's up? No, that's that's the original. The, the last Mario cartoon is World, and uh, Yoshi is, he sounds almost exactly like Jar Jar Binks. Oh God! Oh God! No! <laughs> the wrong no sir! No sir! <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it. it. It sounds so bad. I'm not going to impersonate it on this show. No, oh, thank you. No, no, no. Nobody. But, asked. but we never got a Yoshi uh, 
you know, tongue lollipop like we did for Jar Jar. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> I love Yoshi's design. I love... Yeah. I also loved Mario's cape a lot in mm-hmm. World. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought it was really interesting that, like, you can jump on Yoshi and use your power-up on your power-up. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You're like, the cape works with Yoshi. Yeah. And you can fly for a little bit and you can glide a little bit. Uh, it was so fucking rad. <laughs> and, like, if you're having a problem with those later star levels... Go get a feather. Go get Yoshi. Should give you two hits. Figure everything out. You should be fine. You know, and, technically, uh, Yoshi's the only tie-in with the Super Mario movie, if you consider that movie was full of dinosaurs. Just saying. Yeah, but except for the fucking Super Scope. I mean, Yoshi was in that movie. He was. Yeah. Just, that I'm was curious. not a good movie. <laughs> well, well, assumedly, also, we'll get him in the, the uh, oh, what's the Illumination uh, mm. movie mm-hmm. in, in the coming years, too. I mean, I'm just assuming it's never going to happen. I'm assuming Nintendo is making it too hard to progress through. <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't know. Who knows? I don't They've know. made like six Minions movies since that movie was announced. Remind me, like, the, isn't the voice of Yoshi like also just a famous Nintendo designer what? that's known for other stuff? Right? Like, it's. I don't know. I actually do not know yeah. who the voice of Yoshi is. It doesn't sound like Marnette. No, I don't think so. But anyway, that is our top. Oh, it's five. it's. Ter- Sorry, it's Takata. It's it's the TT. It's it's um, Kazumi Takata did his original voice. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What has he done? Uh, he's famous for. There's like that song that appears in. It's Nintendo hidden games. in like a ton of Nintendo it's games. Hidden yeah. in, in, that that's his Takata song. Is is yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry to derail us. Though. That's okay. But anyway, that is our top five characters that wow. came out of Super Nintendo. So on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Psychonauts 2, 12 minutes, a whole bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned. Go Yoshi with your significant other. Where's my burrito? 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 Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with the in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> 
So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And welcome back to our final segment where it is our delight and honor to bring you that segment that is known only as Well, let's see. We, there's a there's a bunch to talk about. I played quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut and the Iki Island expansion. Uh, I've been playing a bit of that. The sticky yes. of the ickiest. It is mm-hmm. wonderful. I love it. Um, I, I am once again impressed by how fast the loads are in that game, even oh, yeah, faster yeah. on PS5. Um, and it's it's super pretty, and I can finally play, having a PS5 and the PS5 version, I can finally play Ghost of Tsushima without having to hear what sounds like a jet engine in the same room. Uh, I, I do not, but the load times are still good, but like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I went upstairs. I'm like, ooh, did I, I just left that on pause. This is such an awful, excruciating sound that this game running all the time on a PS4 Pro. Real quick PSA for people that if you're going to get this, um, this is one of those games that um, make sure you're playing it on the PS5 version uh, because it'll just download it and you'll probably have both versions on your hard drive, which I did for Marvel's Avengers. The reason I was having those problems, by the way, folks, that I talked about a few weeks ago is because I was playing a PS4 version, but um, make sure... Well, A, go into the PS4 version and do the save upload thing so yeah, that you can sync your save. Dumb de- uncheck dumb delivery. And then then <laughs> download your PS5 version, get in that one, download your save, and then you can you can go ahead and delete the PS4 version, but only after you've done all that. Because otherwise, if you're thinking like, oh, I'm just going to get the PS5 version, my save will be up in the cloud. No, it's not. Like, but make also sure means you every get in game that PS4 tends version. to be like, uh, like 120 gigs to download because you get, you get two for the price of one. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those. Just make sure you're you're playing the right Bad version. System. I yeah. said last week I felt you know satisfied with Ghost of Tsushima and I didn't really have a, a need to go back. So I honestly have no idea what this expansion includes. Like, what is the elevator so, uh, pitch? So there is there is a small island off, like an even smaller island off the coast of Tsushima. It's about maybe a third of the size of Tsushima. Where there so like is one of the zones. <laughs> yeah, there there is, is a Mongol clan called the the Eagle Clan. Yeah. And it kind of it to me it feels a little bit like the plot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla in reverse where it's like you're dealing with the these invaders from another culture who've decided to make a home here and and, and, uh, and the occupy don't like you either. Yeah, the he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Yeah. But but that yeah, that's that's a good point Chris that Iki Island is where your father tried like Jin Jin uh Sakai's father tried to put down a rebellion years mm. earlier that the locals okay. call the Sakai invasion. They remember it very poorly and this it you find out this is where your father died in those yeah. flashbacks in Ghost of Tsushima. Um and so your Jin kinda has to deal with this legacy trying to get the locals to work with him while also fighting the Eagle Clan and the Eagle Clan, they're they're not related to the main force of Mongols. They're a different clan entirely. They are run Herbal. by a matriarch who who has like this poison that gives you hallucinations. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you are kind so of So not Genghis Khan, but uh Shaka Khan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Shaka Khan. 
and and I don't want to spoil too much beyond that, but it is yeah. like it it kind of delves more into the character's history and yeah, sorry. Important yeah. to the gameplay. It, I don't I don't know. I didn't know why they called it director's cut. Where like yeah, I can see why you might have cut this for time before the game released. This other area that. Uh, well, but but the, the 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 idea that you you can hallucinate at random mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. an interesting new touch to the game. Well, there's also new activities. I really love the flute playing. Like it's way better than the fucking haiku from there's the original game. There's still haikus. Yeah, yeah, but the but the flute stuff is way better. It's kind of like just like a rhythm game where you follow a note the, track, but it's very but peaceful. The, but do you like petting the puppy? You pet you pet the deer, you pet the, the monkey, monkeys, yes. The cats. There's all these animal sanctuaries to discover where you can go and like pet yeah. all these animals. It's rad. It, it, I I am once again mesmerized by I think one of the most mesmerizing games of last year. I think it's it's I don't know if it's worth twenty dollars yet because it's it's it is a little samey, but like the environments are very very new. They mm-hmm. it's not recycled. It's uh, well, I it's, love it. it's twenty if you just want current gen. It's thirty yeah. if you want PS5 version of it, and that's, eh, I, it's. I mean, it is the best version of that game, right? Like yeah, the yeah. PS5 stuff is cool. Like they put so much fucking haptics in that haptic controller. Really it's do. like the logo haptically shakes when the PlayStation Actually, yeah, Studios like, uh, logo is playing. There's a lot of creepy shit that happens when you're hallucinating that that comes out of your controller, making it like a thousand times creepier. Yes. Mm. Uh, that doesn't exist in the original game. Um, so to that small extent, it is enhanced, but whatever. This is, this is, I think, my number one game of last year. This is mm. great. I'm having a great time. I'm taking it very slow. It looks prettier than ever, too, by yep. the way. It's fucking so gorgeous. And you can, you know, you can do, okay, performance mode, better frame rate, or higher res. And I, I chose higher res, but because I feel like even then the frame rate's got to be above 30. Like it looks, it still looks like it's 60 at that perform at the, the resolution. I, 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 I got curious. Cause I, I just, it, I, I, is, were we playing at 30 on PS4? PS4 so, was yeah. 30. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well oh, then, right, okay. Right. When, when the PS4 version of the game came to PS5, they did a patch that let you play that version oh, okay. in 60 frames. And now the director's version adds even more stuff, including the haptics, and yeah, it's like if you have, if you have, you have a PS5, play this game. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah, totally. Absolutely. It's it's it, you know, and like like these guys said, like I don't know if the DLC is is it's not going to take hours and hours, but like I'm, I'm having a blast with it though. Yeah, Me it's too. it's a really good game, and it's open world game, so you know there's a lot of stuff jammed into that island. Mm-hmm. So. And there's there's little references to other Sony games in there that you can get in the form of uh, armor skins. Oh, just like I, a, I send like you that, that picture of the cave painting I, I found. <clears throat> Dude, that shit was amazing. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a cave painting like early on you can find behind a waterfall that is just Japanese Sly Cooper. Never mind. Nice. But oh, nice. Was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not like there, there's a bunch of other big stuff that came out this week. 12 Minutes. Uh, mm. I, I've, I've played some of that and it's interesting. The discourse does not like this game. I thought it was alright. Um, the, the point and click interface takes a little getting used to. Um, I played on PC. I told you I was going to yeah, try yeah, yeah. on PC and that is a way more, cause it, it was it's part of Game Pass Ultimate. It's I, way more natural feeling when you are able yeah. to actually point and click with a mouse. So like, mm. if you have the option to play this game on PC, I would recommend that. Yeah. yeah. I actually specifically looked up like should I because even on my PC you know I'll use a, I'll use my an Xbox controller for a lot of things and yeah. I did specifically look up before I started what's the best way to play 
and basically the first result was like it's it's a lot of point and clicky use a mouse um yeah. and yeah to to echo what michael said yeah like the discourse around the game's narrative i think is warranted um but mechanically i really did like what was going on here like as this this idea of a looping game and constantly figuring out the thing you need to get to the next stage of the loop i really did like that it it uh, to be honest and and i don't know i'm i'm uh I'd like to look more into this. I I don't know if, you know, perhaps the developer kind of built a story out of that mechanic rather than having the story idea first. And, like, perhaps that's why it just feels like, you know, it, it's a serviceable story, but it's not particularly, yeah, I, well, you know. Here, let, well, let's let's describe what the game is to people if yeah. they're not familiar sure, with it. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, it is, it is a, a time loop game, but you are a husband who comes home is greeted by your wife and uh, she's like, oh, I've got a special surprise planned. And if you, yeah, if you let the evening play out, and, and it's actually much shorter than 12 minutes, I'll just say right, that. Yeah. Uh, but if you let the evening play out as it would on a normal loop, uh, she surprises you with dessert and the announcement that she is pregnant and uh, you get up and dance together and just then there's a knock at the door and a man identifying himself as a policeman comes in and says that your wife is under arrest for the murder of her father eight years ago. And he, he, uh, uses flex cuffs on both of you and, uh, throws you down on the floor. And, uh, again, he, he starts, he starts asking your wife, where's the watch? Where's the watch? Well, if you won't tell me, maybe you'll tell me if I do this. And he goes over and just starts strangling you. And then you yeah. black out and like, oh shit, what was that? And I'm back at the beginning of the night and, uh, and, you know, and it, it just keeps looping like that. So your job as the player is to sort of investigate your environment, push and pull on things, uh, try to change the course of events or convince your wife that uh, you're stuck in a time loop together and get her to work with you. Or, um, there's, there's a lot that you can do. And how people have pointed out there is a lot of, violence against women in this uh, particularly mm. um, so when you get home you have a few seconds before your wife comes out of the bathroom you can for example hide in the closet and uh, if, if she, you hide before she comes out she won't know you're there and uh, you can just watch as the cop comes in uh, cuffs her and then proceeds to beat the shit out of her and shoot her in the head and pose it like a suicide. And you jump out and tell her like she deserved it because she ruined Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you you can do that, but then the cop will kill you also. Um, that joke's funny even if you don't know it's Daisy Ridley as the voice. Mm -hmm. Even if she knows you're there, like you can go in the closet when the guy starts pounding on the door and she'll be like, "What are you doing? Where are you going? Yeah. You're basically like this coward." And then it yeah, plays but, out. But, that but way. if if she knows you're there, she'll say like, "Help me! Will you please help me?" Yeah, and then it'll be like, yeah. "Oh, so someone else is here," and then he'll mm -hmm. come find you. And you it's can't, not, if yeah. you leave the apartment at any time, that just resets the loop. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was cool how the loop does not just reset if you die. Like you just said, Michael, if you try to leave, it'll yeah. reset. Uh, there are, if, if you somehow, if, if things don't go horribly wrong and you are just still standing by the time the mm -hmm. loop ends, it just resets again. Like it's, it's, uh, yeah, I found it, I did find it mechanically really interesting. Like, like, yeah, it's a, it's a puzzle game that, 
it's begging you to it's basically trial and error where you're trying to uncover mm-hmm. more of the story by making different stuff happen each loop to yeah. see if you can you know basically like michael it's not a spoiler because michael said like if you let the loop play out the way it's supposed to the first time the big reveal is that she's pregnant and then knowing that you'll use that knowledge for future stuff although i'll be honest michael i never even got that far in the first loop because i was too busy dicking around trying stuff like i had like locked the door immediately clicking around like, yeah yeah, 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 but I, but it's... I thought it was a boring ghost trick, and I was surprised because I didn't. I don't know how they attract that level of talent of Willem Dafoe, James McAvoy, and Daisy Ridley to a game that, from what I have been reading, is not many people's cup of tea. Well, the, the yeah. game itself is fine, and I'm not going to spoil it. But what I've heard is just like what people are really pissed about is the story, in particular, the ending. With the yes, game. I think a lot of people like the game. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that and that's where I fall. I completely agree. I, I don't know that I agree. I completely understand the, all the criticisms of uh, criticisms of the story, and I'm not like there. Like I think there was literally a Kotaku headline that was like, "This is the worst ending in a game this year," and it's like, "Well, we still got a couple months. Let's uh, let's hold on a second there." <laughs> and it's not it's not a good ending. I will agree to that. I will agree the story is not the strong suit, but for me, it's not about that. It's about mechanically figuring this puzzle out and i just think yeah. just from like a, a a gameplay standpoint it is fascinating to see really these subtle things you do each time have very big changes yeah. and and figuring out like what you can take like figuring out what does stick with you like what knowledge you can gain that then sticks with you permanently is really cool like there's stuff that mm-hmm. when i first started playing i was like oh wait do i have to do this multi-step certain steps every time to get what i want and then i realized like oh no because i learned this thing and, like, confirmed this thing, like, I showed my wife a certain object, I confirmed the truth about something, now I can just click on a dialogue option and spit all that same information out, and I don't actually have to do every step every time to convince her. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so just the way those things stack and slowly evolve, like, Were yeah, you on I, PC? I, I am on a PC, yeah. Me- mechanically, with a controller, this is god-awful to play and navigate. Yeah, yeah. I yes. played it with it's a controller rough. and I got used to it. But uh, no, I hate it. It's a bit but it, slow. it's it's one of those games. There's very few things like it, and I'm really glad it's on Game Pass because that lets a lot of people just at least sure. try it. And mm-hmm. that was kind of where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm glad I tried it. But I could very quickly, like I mentioned, it's a trial and error game. I could tell like I'm gonna get stuck at certain times in this game, yep. and it's one of those things mm-hmm. you're either gonna mm-hmm. look up a guide online, like well, how do I get to the next reveal, or I'm gonna bang my head against the wall for an hour, and I just. Didn't want to do that with yeah. the game. I'm like, nah, it really hasn't earned that. And then someone had already kind of spoiled the ending for me. I'm like, nah, I mean, I'm glad I played it. But To some degree, it does uh, help you along in some ways. Like, if, if you sort of repeatedly screw up, a, like, certain things along the way, like yeah. like James McAvoy's character, for instance, the, the, the husband, I guess you can just call him, mm-hmm. there are times when, like, the loop will restart and he'll be like, oh, I, I got to stop doing this or, like, I got to sure. convince him to do this or I got to do – like, so sometimes it will prod you in that direction. Yeah. I, I got to um, stop fighting that guy. It, it's yeah, also yeah, one yeah. of those games, though, where after I played it, I went to the gym and then as I'm driving home, I'm like, oh, you know what? I should try that. It's one of those games that, like, you know, yeah. things to try will pop in your head later and you're like, oh, yeah. I should try that and see what mm-hmm. happens in this yeah. game. Yeah. It, it's one where you feel – you also feel good acquiring certain knowledge along – well, <laughs> good maybe relatively because mm-hmm. some of the twists are very dark. But you feel uh, – you do feel well-informed as you go along. Like, there are certain things, certain items uh, – again, you know, try, it's hard to stay spoiler-free with something like this, but – you know, there's certain items where, like, there may be multiple steps to getting the item unless you already know where it is or what to do. And then you don't actually yeah. need to go through as many steps. You just know where to click to pick it up, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. And again, because it's on Game Pass, I'd recommend just give it, give it a shot. See if it's yep. for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way to play would be PC though, because it is straight up point and click. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point as well, Matt, about having to look stuff up, I finished this game in two sittings, um, but I did, uh, I remember looking at least one step up. Yeah. Because it sure. was one of those things where it's like, I know what I need to do to further yeah, this. You just couldn't figure what, out the l- steps. You right, know. exactly. But I don't know the exact object by which to do it. So I did have to look mm-hmm. that one thing up like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like there, there is one thing that's just like, oh, this is clearly dangerous, but I don't know how to make it dangerous. And like, oh, mm. okay, that's how you do it. Oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I know about. exactly what you're talking to about too. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, boy, there are several ways for all three characters to just die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the game. Yeah, and and I I saw somebody pointing out that like, oh, there's just like this brutal stabbing animation. Like, yeah, at one point I did like after finishing the game, I did say like, can I, can I just pick up this knife and kill her? And it's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I never sure had can. to. I yeah. shouldn't have. And it's it's can, it's can just you? Cooked. You can. I think- I think I remember yeah. like but, just seeing if but, you could, and in him saying like, maybe there's a dialogue well, thing because I remember hesitates. I clicked on it. Okay, because he said there's no point or something. He, right? said, he said if I do this, or, there's no coming back. If she's if she's like already unconscious because maybe you did something else, then yeah. he'll say like there's no there's no point now. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I that's yeah, what I got. But there okay. there is um like you can he'll he'll hesitate and say like if I do this, there's no coming back. I'm a killer for sure. And, uh, and do it again. And, and it, it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking the way that it goes down is he's just like, Hey, hun. And he like stabs her and Jeez. Yeah. just like bleeds Oof. all over the place. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and I, and I, um, I don't, th- it's funny. Last time I was on, we talked about this same thing. I, I don't think the game opens with a content warning. Uh, no, but it, it doesn't. It, pr- it, it doesn't, ought and to. it should. It it, should. This is a game where it definitely ought to. Well, yeah. it, especially because, and again, I'm not going to say what, but it makes you as a player do some things you're you're going to be uncomfortable yeah. with. I'll and, just yeah. and you. Right I, I will say the stabbing thing is not something you ever have to do. That is just something yeah, that no, I tried no. to see if I could. That's just Michael's a sicko. Yeah, because I'm I'm a sick bastard, and that's that's. I the tried sort of it thing too, but I assumed games. when he said there's <laughs> well, no point that you couldn't do it. Michael over here keeps clicking. Michael, until there's it works. hope for you. <laughs> there's hope for you as a sick bastard because we can just go inside your brain and that's fix true. it, like in Psychonauts Two. That is a hey, good segue. Psychonauts Two, baby, something. Thing is slowly fighting loop hero for my game of the year this game is delightful this world is delightful i love the charm that double fine puts in a lot of their games um i think i was telling you uh michael and chris like i love costume quest just because it captures the feeling of like halloween and i love the original psychonauts because it captures the feeling of summer camp to me this game, mm-hmm. and, and it's very early in the game, it captures the feeling of Men in Black because you like go to like the Psychonauts <laughs> home base and it feels yeah. straight up like out of Men in Black. You're, yeah. you're, like, everyone, in... and everyone looks way more like Muppets than they did in the first yes. game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Like they look way more like Muppets. I'm really glad actually stylistically they made just the way they, they took the X, OG Xbox character models and kind of updated them is like, yeah. they still look like their old models. Lily like they still do. looks adorable. I but, still but want like, to adopt his, her his, like, so helmet bad. His helmet has like real leather texture mm-hmm. now. But some like, of yeah. them, when they, their misshapen faces are like right up against, like near the camera and the lights it's, like coming off the, the realistic skin yeah. textures, like, yeah, it's weirdly disturbing. You don't want to see like, their pores. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah, pore yeah, yeah, a little, little bit much. Mia's like, 
like uh, Slenderman esque arms start to look <laughs> yeah. a little weird. Well, because uh, so like uh, to to prep for this game, I had never finished the original. I got about halfway through and then stopped. Uh, you know where I stopped, Tony? Was the the Milkman level, which is like the best level. Wow, from, that from yeah, a lot of people consider that like the best. But so I, I finished that one before starting this one, and I'm so glad I did. And then I, the only thing I was bummed about, I had not played Rhombus of Ruin, which is mm-hmm. currently on sale for $5 on PSVR if you want to go pick that up and play it. So I actually had never played Ramos of Ruin either. I actually just watched a playthrough of it uh, recently because like, I wanted to see the events of it, but I don't currently have the adapter to uh, to PS5 right. or PSVR. Right, so I couldn't... Right, right. And you cannot play that game without VR, um, right, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, so I just watched a playthrough. But, uh, you know, it exists as a... And... And, um, you know, for maybe anyone who's interested in this and hasn't played the first Oramas, this game does open up with a very good recap. It's a really good recap. Games. Yeah, it's it's a, it is it's rock good... solid. And, hey, I think we talked about this last week. If you have Game Pass, you can just play the first one anyway. Um, That's right. It's The first it, is on Game Pass, but it's also like this is, again, Game Pass. So, uh, yes. And th- yeah, and Psychonauts 2 is also on Game Pass. Like, I think this is peak double fine, guys. Yes, this might, yeah, yeah this is, oof, this is something, this is something special. Is this the best thing Double Fine ever made? Well, I think the original well, arguably that's would have the been original. regarded as. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think this is, this is, it's living up to what I had hoped. This is a bigger version of the original game, like an updated, because I went back to play the original, which holds up for the most part. There's some floaty platforming stuff that's not great, you know, and frustrated and stop because I kept mm, falling. In yeah, <laughs> but the camera and, and you're fighting the camera a little bit at times, but actually yeah. like that game was groundbreaking and ahead of its time. And I mean, just like the level design in these games is so fucking out there. Oh, by the way, one, one warning, um, I have young kids and my young kid was in there and the first level, they give a content warning for this game and the content warning is like, by the way, there's some dental horror. Mm-hmm. The first fucking level <laughs> yeah. is like the straight up dental horror. The first game is gums horror. and teeth. And Those are my spiders. Even, yeah, I don't oh. even like have a phobia like that, but boy, is it gross. Like your yeah. platform across yeah. platforms made of like fused teeth. So if yeah. you if you want to play this alongside your kids, be careful of the occasional stuff. It's very Tim Burton esque mm. in that yeah, way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, it keeps doing little things to remind me, like, oh right, this isn't a kid's game. Uh, like there's yeah. there's a bit where you're in this uh, hotel suite and like a couple of the other interns that you're working with are like pretending to mix drinks at a bar, and he's like. Rez is like, oh, I'd like to have, I'd like to get a tumble in the net. I'm like, what's that? It's like, I think it's a circus drink. My parents would always talk about having one after yeah. one of our shows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or there, there, there's a segment of one of the levels where it's like these couples trying to have kids and they're like, well, it's a lot of work. And the wife's like, well, it's sort of enjoyable. And the husband's like, not to me. <laughs> like, by the way, that couple played by James and Elise Willems, James Willem is in the framework video oh, uh, on Psychonauts. So give that a watch. <laughs> So yeah, what I what I've played so far, I think they've streamlined a lot of stuff from the original. They've they've given you most of your powers to start the game with. Um, you don't have to like reacquire, and then you get some new powers. Michael mentioned one of them earlier in the show. It's the the thought linking mm-hmm. new power, yeah, thought projection or mental well, mental connection. That's mental what it's connections. It's, where... it's essentially a grappling hook. Yes. Right, yes. but but you're yes. grappling onto thought bubbles and words. But it's and... combined with the puzzle element of like you're trying to basically inception someone's mind and make them think a different way and so they might have two ideas that are connected right so like um risk and death and then you have to you have to then connect things like 
oh, well, what if we connected risk with like success or money mm-hmm. and see what happens? Yeah. And so you're changing someone's mind by yeah. figuring out it, it ends up being a platforming puzzle of like, how do I connect these yeah. two thoughts together by hopping around? Some, somehow it, ends on a snowy peak like Inception. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's <laughs> right. what I want to know. Like, uh, do you think this will merit a third Psychonauts? I, I sure hope having so. not yeah. been. Th- yeah, I, so where I am years. <laughs> yeah, so where oh, I am right now in the game, I'll say I don't know because like I don't know how how big like they expand the world so much, but like I don't know if by the time I finish this game if I will feel like there's a need or if it will have set all it's set that it needs to, you know what I mean? So I don't think I can answer that where I am presently in the game. Here's what I'll say is like as I was playing this, I keep thinking like Thank God for Game Pass because a game like this might not in today's market have kind of a big enough market to justify platformers at all, unfortunately. But like Game Pass could bring back a lot of those like traditional character 3D platformers for us. And it's like, I bet when they publish the stats of how many people play this game, it's going to be huge. It's going to be big. And and I think it's going to be Microsoft will probably consider this a hit. For yeah. them, for Game Pass, and they will probably say, "Yeah, let's do another." It's one. definitely received way more of a push than the original ever did. Yeah. Like for, for yeah. sure. Um, wow. No, I'm I've been having such just an absolute blast with it. We, you know, to talk about the the mental connection power. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about just the fine attention to detail that Double Fine puts into this game, and it's one of yeah. those things where, yeah, like every mechanic is not just for the sake of gameplay; it also links in some way thematically to what is happening. So, like, it's... On paper, it's just a grappling hook. But when you're grappling ideas together like that, it becomes so much more than that. So, like, there's there's always a purpose to every power and level and everything you're doing, and I just think it's it's so wonderful the way to do it. They're expanding the world. Like, we get to meet Raz's family. They're all in this game. Oh, um, don't spoil it. We met his one, dad. One of the, person, one of the, yeah, well, they're, they're like in the trailers and stuff. It's not a, it's not a spoiler. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, it's, it's a big part of this game, as they were saying, you'll get to meet Raz's family. And they also did, this is like, I don't know, like, what category to file this under, but I thought just one of the coolest things was there is a character who, um, is in a wheelchair. Yeah. But the wheelchair equivalent in this game is, uh, I'll rewind a little bit. You have a, you have a telekinesis power up in this game and it's a ball you roll around on. It's the thing. It also like poofs for a moment to let you double jump. Yeah. And so this character, the, this game's equivalent of like a psychic wheelchair is that thought bubble that is floating around almost like, you know, like Yoda's thing from Star Wars, that little like potty floats around in. And so like, Again, just like, just like the, the, clearly the thought and the care they put into every step of this and every character design, I just think it's, it, it just floors, it, it, it's, it's flooring me and flooring me in a way where like, it's also, again, like every level's, a, you know, a mental thing, whatever. The way it is all addressed just in dialogue and in gameplay, it's also just really this beautiful example of like, you can, make an, an incredible game out of uh shall we say just like uh trigger warnings of political correctness it's very whatever. dark it, subject it, matter it, it like waters down it waters down everything it makes it like no if you take your time and think about it you can build an incredible game out of those parameters and that's exactly what they're doing it's also very did. respectful of some very serious subject matter like mental yeah. health stuff the first game was like this too where it's like uh it, it has a positive message at the end of the day. Actually, I'll just plug Tony's video on YouTube on Framework does a great job of explaining that. So go go watch that Thank because you. it carries forth into this uh, second version. And I'm, I'm just really happy to get it. I, I tweeted out, I'm like, 
can't believe I'm fucking playing this game like, yeah. created by a guy I sat six. next to on a plane on the way to E3 one time. <laughs> Big amazing. fan of Tim's, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, 16 yeah. years later. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we got this one. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, Give us Brutal and, Legend 2. Uh, Get I, rid of the RTS shit. Give us Brutal <laughs> Legend 2. I wanted to say also along the lines of the mental health thing, they did, like, again, like, they opened with a content warning. They also open with, hey... Like, as part of that, they say, like, hey, you know, we worked with mental health professionals on this game to make sure we portrayed everything respectfully. And, yeah. you know, this we want the game to be fun, but we don't want to make light of anything. And, and hey, if you need further help or resources, this is the group we worked with. It's uh, the Take This organization. If you've been to a PAX, you've, you've heard of them. Um, yeah. And you've probably heard of them otherwise. But, like, yeah, like, they did their due diligence, and it's paying off in, in, in just a wonderful game. Yeah, and I'll say, as someone who has who has been to therapy before there's no shame in my game if you're experiencing this stuff i'll use this as a pl- psa just go get help there's no shame in it just mm-hmm. fucking do what you 100%. need to, do to get help yeah i think that there's one thing in there that kind of made me think along those lines where you're in someone's head and they're like uh, only losers have to ask for help and raz is like well i hope that's not true because i ask for help all the time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah. by the way if you've never seen what raz's voice actor looks like uh, you you will it's, not believe it. Is is it's, he the Invader Zim voice yes, actor? Yes, he's also yeah, Invader he's, Zim. And yeah. I don't... Steven something or other, but he doesn't look like what you think he looks like. And then he just speaks and you're like, oh no, that's kind of almost just his voice. He's, wow. one, he's one of those voices that could have been a girl voicing it. And you're like, oh, that might just be a girl because it's so high pitched. No, it's a man in his 50s. Wow. <laughs> or, or somewhere, <laughs> somewhere thereabouts. Every voice actor I've met in Hurleywood, unbelievably handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Shows you what their barometer is for being on camera. Hey, here's a game yeah. that doesn't have any content warnings. That's just the whole thing's a content warning is Quake came back. Guys, Quake I played is, a little Quake. Yeah, I played, I played, Quake I played some Quake as well. Yeah. So what exactly is this? It's like a Quake It's HD not a remake. They, they just like, put Quake on Game Pass, and it's like okay. with all the DLC stuff. It's optimized. It's wide. Does it look prettier? It's, it's I assume graphical, it's got to look prettier. It's optimization. It's fast okay. as shit. Uh, it is fucking smoking fast. But it's um, it's Quake, man. I, I, play, I played a little bit of the campaign. I didn't get in the multiplayer because I'm on. I was on my Xbox, and I'm like, I'm gonna get my ass handed to me if I try to use a controller. Because you really do with that game realize like how slowly you turn with a controller versus a mouse. <laughs> get your ass handed uh, to you with a with a. Mouse, I'm sure. I, I, I wanted to ask you, Chris, because you were like Mr. MLG around OG Counter-Strike time, so Quake was kind of the other big thing happening right around No, there, it was right? always too... I, I never had a computer that could even, like, run Quake. Okay. Uh, as well as my friends, because, like, it was... Well, I, I mean, sorry, I played Quake Arena, and I played Quake on Dreamcast, mm. and it runs pretty decently. Yeah. But uh, it's never been my bag, really. Um, but it's It's just kind of slightly... I, I don't know. I'm going to make enemies. It's slightly better Doom in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, like it's, 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 a, it's a good it's a good evolution of Doom. And I played. You remember what we used to stream? I loved that game Strafe, which was pretty much Quake. It wasn't saying it was a Doom clone; it was a Quake clone, mm-hmm. um, all single player. Did, and it did was, Quake I, add the Y axis to the shooter genre? Yeah. Was that the first? It, it did. I, I honestly can't remember because I, I don't Doom think it was the first. Jump. I remember Hexen had that too, but oh, um, okay. But it, I mean, that was that oh was a goodness. big deal at the time. Yeah. Like you, you play original Doom, and you're like, "Wait, I can only turn left and right." Or Wolfenstein, same thing. I can only turn but left. But it's, right. it's this wonderfully competent re-release that you get for free on Game Pass. It's yeah. I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, it felt really good to like, yeah, I just came home and downloaded a three gig Quake, and goddamn, 
goddamn, that felt really good. Yeah. Thank you, Game Pass. It's it's fast as shit. It looks really good on on your Xbox, and it's like yeah, if you if you liked and remember playing Old Quake or. If you're curious, never played those games. If you're like younger, like Tony, and are like, "Hey, what was the deal?" Like, it's nice to be like, "Oh, this is basically what all modern shooters are derived from at this point." You know, like, I was, I was gonna Quake. say, like, I have played Quake. Thank you very much. And yes, okay. it is. Uh, yeah, to, to your point, uh, it is no like I it, like code from Quake is in so many games today. Still, yeah. like, it is so important in in in. Uh, and doing all that stuff. If you don't have Quake, you don't get Half Life. If you don't get Half Life, you don't get every narrative mm-hmm. shooter that ever yeah. existed. Yeah, I, I will say I was more of an Unreal Tournament guy, but you know, yeah. Eh, what do you sure, do? sure. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to briefly call out the Watch Dogs Legion got uh, Assassin's Creed content with title yeah. update five point five and the season pass. Uh, there is a new assassin character named Darcy who you can recruit uh, with an Assassin's Creed themed level in London. You. I uh, get to discover a hidden tomb and fight a Templar, and then there's like a few uh, Assassin's Creed-themed side missions you can undertake after you get here as a character. Um, I will say, if you're like me, and it's been a while since you played Watch Dogs Legion, and you are interested in having this character, check to make sure whether or not you have <laughs> permadeath on. Yeah, don't do that. Because I had permadeath on and I forgot about it and I got reckless and 15 uh, minutes after unlocking the character, I lost her permanently. Oh, no. So <laughs> don't be like me. Learn from my mistakes. I, I want to give another oh. PSA here, Michael, because the mistake I made with the last Watch Dogs DLC with Aiden is so you can get the character in the regular open world from your campaign, mm-hmm. but the Aiden stuff is like its own separate mode and story, yes. versus this one is just in the world, right? Yes. Like she's a recruitment mission, so you load up your main campaign map, and then you can recruit her as an operative, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. there's there's a mission called, I think, Into the Assassins, or Enter okay. the Assassins, sorry. And okay. uh, if you do that, then you'll like find some weird drones, and it'll lead you to unearth the assassin templar conflict in watchdogs it's it's so crazy to me like they've been adding stuff to watchdogs and it's like i beat the campaign when it came out you know but like there's new modes i think a new mode comes with this one too right like a new competitive mode yeah, comes there was, well there is uh there yeah there's new pvp stuff uh they bring back the infiltration so when you can like go into someone else's game and grief and them and, and like hide yeah. from them while you're hacking them yeah um and I think you can switch between different characters, so that makes it even uh, more complicated yeah. to hide, or e- easier to hide. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think there's at least another one. Uh, there's also Legion of the Dead is now on consoles, which is like, let's do zombie survival in Watch Dogs Legion, and you have to try and escape London, and it's like co- it's co-op PvE. So It's just good to see them just, like, totally supporting that game in mm-hmm. between games. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of, I had a great time with the Aiden stuff, so I'm looking forward to tra- checking out Nassau. Oh, you get the Hidden Blade, too. Like, yeah. we should we should mention, like, she's fucking awesome yeah, you, as an operative. You get the Hidden Blade, and uh, you can turn it on or off. If you turn it on, obviously all your melee stuff is going to be fatal. Uh, so if that's, if that's a concern, if you like to leave people alive for later recruitment, maybe don't do that. Oh. But she also has, like, an eagle drone. She can cloak herself as other people. Like, you know, you get near a checkpoint, and, like, I'm just going to disguise myself as an Albion person and walk around like that for a while. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's she's a pretty cool operative, and I am very upset that if I want to use her again, I'm going to have to start a new game. <laughs> That's, that is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish, yeah, I was telling you, like, you Price can't just recruit her. Yeah. 
So, because you guys are nerds and don't like sports games, mm. I, I had to create an all-new annual segment and get a special guest to join me for that. Michael, hit my music. I am here with fellow faithful, fellow 49er faithful, yes. T.L. Foster to talk about Madden because none of these other dirtbags like sports games. So yeah. TL, let's talk let's talk Madden 22, man. Let's talk Madden 22. I've played um, I've played a good bit of it because uh, it was on Game Pass. If you had Game Pass, you have EA access. So yes, you got yes. trial. Yeah, that's what I played as well, but mm-hmm. I I you get 10 hours free yeah. trial. Yep, yep. And I think I took advantage of 5 or 6 of those hours and and put it down and said I've had enough. I think I think I've 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 had my fill. I've seen what I need to see. I know enough to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I I played a lot of it. I I've, I mess. I think you ended up messing with a mode I didn't really touch a lot, which is like the yard. But I did get a little taste of it during yeah. the face of the franchise mode. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Yeah. The, the, so, so the big the new stuff this year in Madden is the yard, which is a. Uh, Six on six, uh, they're kind of making it seem like it's an NFL street, but it's really not. It's like they, I did notice they changed some of the animations to make some of the stuff a little flashier, but really Mm -hmm. it's just a no line, just receivers and quarterbacks mode where it's mostly offense. There's some slightly different scoring. Um, but so the way I got exposed to that, interestingly enough, though, was part of the face of the franchise. Right, um, right. Because there is, there's basically along the course of face of the franchise, which is your create a player and take that player to the pros mode. Um, you you can make a decision of like, oh, I'm going to go play a charity game with Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, or I'm going to go to this Nike sponsor event elsewhere. And I played in the charity game, which ended up being the yard mode. So that's right. how they exposed me to it. Um, the other big new stuff this year is the classes basically they, they've they've created archetypes by uh, per position. So mm-hmm. if you choose to be a quarterback, which most people will, especially in face of the franchise mode, um, you can either be like a bruiser, which would be like your Ben Roethlisberger types. You can be a magician, um, which would be like Lamar Jackson stuff like that. Yeah, uh, or the or, or um, Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, you're right. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Patrick right. Mahomes would be the most obvious. Or you can be like a quicker, agile, like uh, kind That's of guy who would take Jackson off and run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So each, so each. Uh, position has like archetypes and then you can kind of unlock uh skills and powers and they have those well x factors i guess is what they've called it the past couple years um so it really is just kind of your x factors and your stats get mapped to your archetype which does make sense i mean if you follow Mm. the game of football it makes sense like yeah there's 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 pocket general type quarterbacks you know and then there's scrambling type quarterbacks and then there's like patrick mahomes are just fucking freaks and can make anything happen they want to so i don't know but frankly it didn't feel that different <laughs> like when, no. I, when I'm actually playing the game. Like a lot of that – and that happens a lot of years where they're like, we have this new system. And I'm like, great. I don't feel it at all when I'm playing. Like even the X-Factor stuff is like, yeah, your, your quarterback has more composure in the pocket. You Don't you see the, the squiggling X underneath their feet? And I'm like, no, nah, I can't tell the difference, dude. <laughs> like, so if you're going to this game and like, hey, this is the game I want to play, I think some of the differences – a lot of the action is slower, um, which mm-hmm. is very conducive to run to the run game. There's a lot of better run game animation to it. So, like, normally yeah. in other games, like, as soon as you get touched, 
either you're gonna there's automatically an animation of you running like running over somebody or evading or you're going down uh yeah. this one they did add a little bit more of a of a stumble so momentum actually plays a, a game into it which is also which is always very good yeah but they they also I don't know if this was brand new for this year, but they have the precision jukes now instead of just kind of you're mapping big whole moves to the right. red stick. It's like you can do little fine tuning juke stuff, which is I never actually maybe I'm just heavy thumbed, but I never really got the precision stuff working the way I wanted it to. I was yeah. wanting it to be kind of like the in NBA Live. Remember when they had the stick like yeah, the move like stick the tri- like almost like the the dribble stick, right? Yeah, the and, dribble stick. Like I was hoping yeah. it would be like that, and it's not. And you're running. You know? I've heard somebody, uh, my buddy Mike, say that a lot of these sports games, like it feels like you're navigating boats. Yeah, and, yes, and, and yes. that's that's exactly what it feels like. It's yeah. like I want to I want to make it clear it doesn't feel good. Like I I Matt, I don't think I like this game a lot. Like I, I it, to me, there's a there's an element of like the WWE because we talked about it last year with WWE 2K or two years ago now WWE 2K20. Where it's just like this doesn't feel any fun to play. This like Madden twenty two does not feel any fun to play. And I know that they're adding more factors in, like um later in later in September we're gonna get like a full on revamp on like how they do the recruiting in franchise mode. But just the general of it now, I don't care for it. I I think it's I don't think it's fun. Uh, there have been some really bad bugs that have come out. Um, like you said, the face of the franchise. The only thing that I personally, because I know I said this last year on this show, like I was really upset with the face of the franchise because you you go through your college career in the old game, and this one is just like you play two games. But in the old game, they play into a lot of tropes, and like your character is mapped to be black in the college game. Like if you do a default in the in the original, like the, the last two faces of the franchise, your quarterback is black and then you can change them to you know fit where you know fit to be more representative to you this is now when you start facing the franchise once you start madden it'll ask you to make your avatar and that automatically becomes who you will be in facing the franchise so face of the franchise mode is cringe like i it's bad. I, I liked a few years ago when they had the set story stuff. And this is around mm. the time, remember, when Spike Lee did the basketball story stuff. Right. And people were like, hey, we're going to actually have some good writing. This is more like, yeah, there's there's some dialogue and there's supposed to be a story it's telling. But it's kind of a basic thing. Like, you're you're done playing college and you're going into the pros. None of the like decisions I made I felt like had a huge impact on my career when I actually made it to the NFL. This, a lot of the cutscenes are just, like I said, kind of cringe. The other mode I usually spend a lot of time on is uh, Ultimate Team. I don't know if it's just because the game is just kicking off. You know, typically I get these games when they're on sale, like around Christmas time, and there's all these seasons of Ultimate Team content to kind of go back and play those challenges. Mm. It feels very bare bones, but at the same time, it felt it it has a nice onboarding process this year. Where like if you need a tutorial for Madden, like Ultimate Team is where you start because they will kind of show you how to play the game, how to call plays, and stuff like that. So mm. that was good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing drastically different about Ultimate Team or anything. That's my biggest, my biggest takeaway is, hey, uh, it's more Madden. And it's not different enough from last year's entry where I feel like if you have last year or even the year before, I'd probably say, you're good. You probably don't need to, I, I don't see any big reason to upgrade unless you are hardcore NFL fan and need the roster upgrades and stuff. Like for me, it's like, yeah, you're good. 
So anyway, yeah, I'd say um, if you haven't played a Madden in a few years, this is a great chance to jump in. But mm. if you're looking for like, hey, this is the first, you know, first year it's truly on next gen. Like, you know, it's right there. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like previous generations. You know, we were, you know, when they used to have that, like, hey, the, the first year they still have to have the legacy, the old last gen systems and the next gen. And then really it gets next gen for that future thing doesn't feel like that this time around like it's just like yeah it's it's an incremental upgrade you know this might be a pass i know uh cat bailey uh, over at ign gave it a 6.5 Ooh, that's not good it's not good it's not a good one <laughs> that, that 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 franchise consistently in at least in the eights you know like even the years where it's a down year it's like yeah it's still a top top tier sports game but well anyway that has been your madden minute thank you tl no worries i'm doing the first down thing you guys can't see it but i'm doing right. it first down bye <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> yeah, folks, what you gotta do here is... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Thank you, TL, for joining me for that. I was so thankful to have someone to talk football with on that one. So mad at TL. <laughs> Just kidding. He's on, he's on the upcoming Laser Time. Uh, great guy. Yes, Love TL as well. Known that guy Live for like a decade plus now. We we discovered fairly recently. Amazing. And we've known each other a long time. We, we Believe it or not, we have a couple more new releases. Did anyone play Fireteam Elite? No. Uh, I hear it's very Left for Dead style. It is. We talked about that last oh, week, aliens. but I've also heard not great things. Like, unfortunately, like most Alien games at this point, like it's not getting stellar reviews. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the the criticism is coming from like the aliens are just fodder enemies. Like they're really easy to kill in most missions, and it's like, no, dude, aliens are supposed to be fucking hard to kill. That's the whole point. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, did anyone play the WarioWare got that free demo, the Get It Together yes. demo? Talk to me. Yes. Tell me about it. Uh, I was not prepared for this, but yes, <laughs> I played it for a, a little bit. It's never before. You always, uh, what would you call that? Um, on a tertiary level, played as different characters. Like, I'm going to play as 9-Volt during well, each They had their little mini campaigns, right? Like, each chapter was a character. That's, Maybe that's that how it normally right. is, Yeah. Now you have to you have to swap out characters and it's just like, man, just let me jump. <laughs> like I don't want to fucking swap yeah. in a guy who can't jump. Mm, and, yeah, uh, I need a little but, more but it, time to like really figure out how I feel about it for that reason because it's. But like, it does make it more frantic, which is the point. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to yeah. be good at WarioWare. It's supposed to fucking jostle you and be weird. So right. I, I I I thought it was a goddamn blast. I'll isn't buy it? it yeah. Isn't it mostly? It's a greatest hits of like a lot of the 3ds mini games, isn't it? Or is this all no, new I stuff? So. I think that was the previous one. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is yeah. That was gold. That was a uh, WarioWare okay, gold. Okay. Was okay. it, was it, so yeah, so this is new stuff. So these are new because these, like like Antista was saying, you you have to do it with multiple characters. So there's something like 50 characters in this game. Holy wow. shit! And and they all play. So like, you know, you get Wario first, of course, and he can like dash across the screen and punch. Mona's got like a boomerang. Young Cricket jumps real good. Like everybody like plays a little bit differently, and so every mini game has to be designed so that you can beat it. With any one of these characters, but in a different way, slightly. Yes, but they're all very. And I never got my favorite characters, like the disco guy. Hey, come on! Yeah, oh, who's Jimmy? the disco guy? That that that's my that's favorite Jimmy. character. Uh, but, but there was a guy who sat on the ground and shot records off of his man bun, his dick. So he 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 cannot <laughs> physically move. Oh, okay. um, man! But bun. he can shoot oh. things in any any direction. 
so he doesn't have to. Sure. Uh, Ping pong balls. But you, you don't okay. have a choice of who you bring into what mini game. It's just like, ah, yeah. oh, shit. Who do you think? Huh. Well, there's there, there's there's two modes with that. I think there's the one. Well, yeah, yeah. So there's two modes. One is like you kind of build a deck essentially. You like build you a choose deck of warrior characters. Yeah, you choose. What? I think it's three. And then the other is it just it's same mini games, but they'll just pull in random ones, and it kind of just adds a second layer to it because original like in all the Wario games before this, you just have to like know like the trigger like the action word, know what you have to do and do it. This time you have to know that, but you also have to know which character you're currently playing as because that will change how you need to accomplish that goal, and it's yeah. also within that like couple second thing. So it's a new layer. Again, I, I got to play more to really decide how I feel I, about it. I can't it, help but think it's, but, it's going to be foolish. There's like like any game oh, yeah. with a bunch of non online games with multiple characters, yeah, I would say two thirds of these people are going to be useless, and you don't have yeah. access to them in the demo. Yeah, okay. most um, importantly, um, though, this adds co op. Like you can mm-hmm. go through the whole thing with a buddy. So then from that aspect, like yeah, maybe you have somebody who's kind of useless for a particular mini game, but maybe your buddy has someone who's more handy. Or if you're both w- well suited to it, then you just like. Get it done with you know Maybe ease. You know? Your buddy's Remains really good. It's, at it's one his of the nose. oddest demos ever. <laughs> in that, like, uh, you get to play. I think like two minutes. But like, if you keep replaying it, you will encounter scenarios you have never seen before. Yeah, I want to say there was like a Reddit post or something where somebody unlocked every character in the demo. Yeah, oh, it's, it's very strange. Yeah. Now, of course, they were still limited to one sliver of what the game offers, oh, but right. like, apparently, you can do that. I'm just so excited for. A WarioWare game? Like, I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, I'm gonna buy it when it comes out. Like, come on. Well, yeah, well like, Gold was a compilation, and the last one we got before this was, I think, Game and Wario? Which yeah, was, well, which was, was the, not the, the same thing. No, different. Different, you're right. Yeah. Um, the last the last release, Michael, I feel like you're excited for this one. We can't play it yet. Yeah. It's coming the 27th. No More Heroes 3. But, but what you just said about WarioWare, like, that's how I feel about a new No More Heroes. Like, yes, I <laughs> will buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Sure. I did not like Travis Strikes again, but like, no, I'm, I want another new No More Heroes. Like, I loved the first two games. Very excited to see what three brings. A question, Michael, because this is a series that's totally passed me by. Is Travis Strikes again different from two, or are you just saying yes. you weren't a big fan of it's two? Different. No, it's it, that's it's, the it's a very different symmetric one, isn't it? It's the, yeah, okay. it's, it's like a top down uh, melee style thing, and and I, I I don't even remember why I didn't like it. I think it was just it struck me as very repetitive after okay. a while. Yeah, because yeah. this is just one of those series, like, you know, we've all got gaps in our gaming knowledge, and this is mm-hmm. one of those where I just, like, I know you save by peeing <laughs> in yep, a toilet or yep. something. Is, is this a and it's all or a Suda game? Remind me, which one is this Suda. one? Suda. okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very Swery is Twin Peaks, Suda is High Action Chaos. It, it's weird because, like, I it was one of those games I'm like, wait, is this still coming? Because no one has talked about No More Heroes 3 in forever, yeah. and so... I mean, I've seen a couple, you know, teasers for it recently, but, uh, yeah. Nice. Anyway. I, I feel like it's in the kind of that same sort of department as Bayonetta 3, where, like, the people who want it really want it and will absolutely right. play it, but it doesn't, like, as far as expanding the, like, umbrella of the fandom of that series, I don't know how you do that. Cause it's, and maybe it's just, like, I maybe the press who used to be like huge into pseudo games. I just feel like pseudo games used to get more fanfare from the press, and I. Yeah. Haven't seen a ton of coverage of three, so anxious. Yeah, to see what I don't know. Happens. I mean, it's also it originated on Wii, right? And so, yeah. like, how many things from yeah. that era still yeah. resonate today? Yeah, true, indeed. True. Anyway, we should probably move along to 
Hello, Michael, Anthony, Christoph. I am Matthias, and we're here to cover Gamescom 2021. Gamescom. <laughs> this is my German. Yes. Mm. Oh, I hear the raving. I hear the raving music. It is going through my bones. I love playing video games in the discotheque. We're here to talk about, about video your girly games, games dear. And now it's time for this game end with you finding your sexuality boring. It's time for Gamescom. No, so. Uh, fucking Microsoft did a thing for Gamescom. They had a stream, and they announced a lot of stuff. Um, first of all, they showed us the first kind of the intro driving level of Forza Horizon Five, which made me immediately go. I was Holy telling Michael, shit, I did man. the weirdest. This is this is the reality we're in right now, fellas. I went and pre-ordered the DLC expansion pass for a game that I did not buy because mm. it's coming to Game Pass. I spent 50 bucks on the DLC for a game I will not own because that game will be on Game Pass. But you already know you want the DLC that badly. Because, well, because for Forza games, the DLC is like you get more credits when you win races. You get like basically three times the cars that are in the base game. It, it comes with but the two like expansion I, I, packs. Like, I already own the game. I just don't own the system. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. So Forza Horizon 5 looks fucking dope. Since we're talking Gamescom, let's make sure we give this the proper German pronunciation, which would be Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. They also revealed a dope it's ass... It's the one before nine! Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, a little before that. Oh, my bad. I meant regular Forza Motorsport. They also yeah. revealed a controller that is dope looking, but Chris nailed it. What'd you call this controller, Chris? I didn't. That was my Yeah, I called no, it the, an eyesore. No, no, Chris, no, and then Chris said it looks like a Double Dare controller, and uh, you nailed it. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's I a special edition Xbox uh, Series X controller that has rubber grips on the back and uh, special triggers and the hybrid D-pad, but the colors, like, think of think of the cover art for Rage 2. Remember Rage 2, guys? <laughs> that, that's yeah, basically sure. what this control looks like. It, it's beautiful, and I love I've it. I've got Andrew um, WK music stuck in my head. Thanks. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, we we saw more of Dying Light 2, which still looks great. They showed off uh, Microsoft, Fight, uh, Mike, Microsoft Flight Sim is going to get a new world update showing more of Europe, which makes sense. They showed it at GameCom. But then it's getting a competitive racing mode. <laughs> like, what? Sure. Like, have you played Flight Sim? There's no racing in Flight Sim. There could be. I guess there is in the real be. world. Why not? It, right, it would make the, it more interesting. Gun yeah. It makes me wonder, yeah, they have that Top Gun expansion coming. Mm. So, sure, maybe. So I don't weird. know. Ride his tail anytime. They showed off a, a first-person shooter roguelite called Into the Pit that has people talking. Everyone was mm. really liking what this game looked like. Um, let's see. A bunch of humble games. Hum, you know, humble the humble people, like Humble Bundle. Now they're a publisher. Uh, they showed a ton of indie games coming to Game Pass, several of which looked pretty cool. Um, so that included things like what we already have. Dodgeball Academia is on there. But uh, let's see. Bushi didn't look cool. I think I was telling you guys um, uh, Unpacking looked cool to me. And then Chinatown Detective Agency. There, there's a bunch. So, so check that out. But, oh, no. The big thing coming to, to consoles, coming to your last-gen console, Xbox Cloud Gaming for oh. Xbox Series X and S games is coming to the Xbox One holiday 2021. So, Chris, hmm. you said you don't have a system to run Forza Horizon 5. I call bullshit. You do, my friend. You can stream that bad boy on your Xbox One this holiday. Oh, that's going to be real that's, weird. 
Again, yeah, uh, let's make sure yeah. we're using proper Gamescom parlance. We're calling Auksiza. Yeah, uh, yeah, Auksiza. Yep, agreed. Um, 4K gaming at uh, 12 gigs an hour uh, should be great with my 100. <laughs> well, they gig. they also they also announced that um, we we were just talking on VGA. We're like, you know, they should do streaming for demos. Microsoft confirmed we're going to do that. We're going to do demos via Good. streaming. And then Good if you want to buy the full game, you download it. So so there you go. Uh, let's see. Wasteland 3, Sea of Thieves showed off some new stuff. State of Decay 2 is getting new DLC. Like, what? Uh, what? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like the area from the first game, I think, I was reading. Hmm. Oh, oh that, that will get me into the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's a bit of an insular community, but they are excited about it. Uh, the gunk looks like uh, Mario Sunshine. You got to clean up shit from a sci-fi world uh, with bed- so it's like new graphics, but it's Mario Sunshine stuff. It's the Steam World people. I mean, people love that. What is it? The fucking water pressure simulator. So sure, anything oh, that yeah. lets you methodically simulator? clean. Yes, thank you. Uh, anything that lets you methodically clean shit up from games, I feel like we'll have an audience at this point. So. Anyway, lots lots going on at the Microsoft conference. Um, maybe not as much as the Keeleys. Uh, opening about to say, night, even more <laughs> opening night live. Um, let's see, there's a lot happening here. So uh, Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. uh, they confirmed their release date, December eighth. Year and not only so p- people were there was rumors out there that's like, oh, it's just going to be multiplayer. No, you get single player campaign and multiplayer. Everything's coming December eighth. Halo Infinite. But no co op. What? what I, I, uh, I don't know. Am I Last gonna, ten headlines I read about that game that I, I don't know. Am I going to play Never anything mind. but the campaign? No. So why would I pay attention? No, I, might. I don't know. I, I mean, might. I mean, they're they're separating the two anyway, just because like this is going to be in, in my two hundred gigabyte. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. I was going to say less a game, more a platform, just for Halo going sure. forward. Like, that's what Master Chief like, Collection I mean, was. It was a platform. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why it's called Halo Infinite because like I expect they're just going to build on this as opposed to you know. Yeah, I would still bet. Less than ten multiplayer maps in a six-hour campaign. Infinite. I mean, people fucking love that <laughs> multiplayer beta. They they ran the t- or tech test, I guess they called it. Yeah, like, I wanted to get in on that. I wanted to see it. Yeah, and I, I have to say that uh, that limited edition Master Chief Xbox, like that looks real neat. And I'm not the biggest Halo fan, but I tried to pre-order dope. it anyway, and uh, I got introduced. To Walmart's uh, hold and confirm thing, where you have to has, has a button that you have to just hold down indefinitely. It's bot proof. Sure, it's also buyer proof. <laughs> Maybe you'll have better luck getting the two hundred dollar Xbox Elite Halo Infinite themed controller. Mike. No, that, that's a thing. <laughs> I, that's I don't happen. care about that. That's it's funny because they have enemies called elites. Mm. Michael, do you care about the Saints? I do care about the Saints, Matt. Because they they have a row. I do want to be in their number when they go marching in. Mm-hmm. Well, they they got a row and they're coming back. There's a reboot coming February 2022. Uh, Saints Row is fucking <laughs> back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Felician, same yeah. same folks that brought you previous Saints Rows, but uh, it's a reboot, not called Agents of Mayhem. Did I not say something about this last week? Like, is Saints Row done? It's not done. Did they, did, they, did they throw in the towel? Like, not going to make any new Chris, games for seven years. Saints Row, as you know, it is done. <laughs> Both new of those Saints are Row. Either scenario is fine with me. Hey, you guys remember how Saints Row's deal used to be ripping off GTA? Mm-hmm. 
Now their, their deal apparently, not ripping off, riffing on, I'll say. Sure. Now their deal is, is also riffing on like watchdogs, cause there was like straight up wrench in that fucking trailer. Yeah, like a character was, with the crazy. kitty electronic helmet was in there. I mean, uh, now the deal is also one-upping GTA, cause we're actually getting another Saints Row, and Rockstar never needs to make another GTA. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought, online. I thought, I thought Volition gave up on Saints Row. But they had enough time because GTA didn't make anything <laughs> for so long. Well, I mean, Saints Row eventually just became, it was like, at first it was like, hey, we're basing this on GTA. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, we're basing this on Crackdown. And I swear, like, now I, st- I saw a lot of Watch Dogs-esque elements in this trailer. I'm like, oh, their whole deal is we take the stuff we like from other open world games and we put it in Saints Row. And I'm like, sure, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Someone Dude. someone steal from Sleeping Dogs, I mean, please. Saint, Saints Row 3 and 4 were wonderful. And uh, yeah, even if it's yeah. a reboot, like I hope they keep the same sensibilities and don't try to be all gritty and street again like they laughably tried to do in the first two games. It, that I mean, that's what I was telling you. Is like, I really hope they just reboot it but are completely tone deaf and do Saints Row 1. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. that like The first Saints Row, it was, it was sort of tongue in cheek but not to the degree it needed to be and i feel like they were trying to be like badass gangsta thing but it kind of came off as like this is like a midwestern suburbanites idea of like being badass and gangsta and yeah and like once they just made it overtly silly it's like all right now it's really found its groove like it's all my favorite (laughs) all my favorite gentrified friends have to deal with murder on a daily basis like yeah man I just want to play as a toilet. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> From what we can see in the cinematic reveal trailer is like, I think they're toning down the craziness a little bit. Like you can't fly around the map, maybe like you could in the original, but it still looks pretty out there. So uh, it looks to be. I'm, I'm very excited. I, yeah. I'm not shitting on Saints I, I Row am excited or GTA as well. while shitting on both. As a fan of XCOM, I personally am excited for Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is mm. a Firaxis game using the Marvel license. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you on this. The only Can't thing I'm not, not excited about, Michael and I were complaining, it does, it makes the fatal mistake. It creates a new superhero character with consultation with Marvel. And I'm like, just let me play as my fucking favorite superheroes. Yeah. I don't need your really? brand new character. I, yeah. I guess I just missed that in the, in the, or just wasn't paying enough attention. How does that factor I thought the in? main character, like, you know, was calling a demon mother, and it's like, oh, is this going to be like Ilyana Rasputin or something? And like, oh, no, it's a new character. That- Called, like, the hunter or something? Yeah. Like the huntress. Yeah. The huntress. The rookie, yeah. I think. Um, okay. You can play as Rocket Renfield, a spoiled <laughs> trust fund kid. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, XCOM, Marvel, like, yeah, give it to me. Put it in my veins. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, another- well, as long as it's via Game Pass. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on! It's for Axis, man. They they, yeah, they, they do they're good masters work. of this. These yeah. aren't my these aren't my thing. I'm, this isn't Chris's thing. Not well. Is your Matt, thing you like is your thing Aloy and Horizon Forbidden West? Yes, vaguely yes. Yeah. Because they did confirm the release date for that one. It, it's coming uh, early 2022, uh, February 2022. February yeah, February 18th, 2022. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Surprising nobody that it's uh, coming out next year, but that's pretty early next or, or, year. Or and... release date they don't intend to keep. Yeah. yeah, I mean that February March is getting pretty packed though. It, I mean, next year is going to be epic, assuming more stuff doesn't slip out of next year. Like next yeah. year is lined up to be epic. Um, yeah, I mean that was really we didn't get anything new otherwise from this really, other than the the new date. 
Right. No, it was just literally the guy saying, hey, we're really excited. We have something excited to share yeah. with you. And then his exciting announcement was a del- like the date that it was delayed to. I'm like, eh, it's, <laughs> it's not yeah. so exciting. Uh, whatever. I'm excited for that game. First game is, is just is wonderful, and I'll take more. I, I'm excited, actually, for Call of Duty Vanguard, which yes. is the one that Sledgehammer announced, and they showed a lot more of the campaign. It's, they're going back to World War II. Um yeah, honestly, looks dope. never heard of it. I, I was I was just like, ugh, World War II again. But seeing it in action today, it's like, this actually looks like something I'm interested in playing, which I can't say for the last several Call of Duties. Looks, looks really good. Yeah. Looks really good. I have not played a Call of Duty since World at War. Well, so well but they, we'll did, they did World War II, the one that came out like three years ago, and it was solid. Yeah, that was Sledgehammer. Yeah, so. I, I wasn't a fan. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you a fan of the Skywalker saga? Because... They showed more Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker. I, I am a fan of the little visual gag they had at the beginning of that presentation where Rose Tico tased Jar Jar. Like, that was nice to see. <laughs> sure. How dare she? So, As a woman, she falls behind our hater Jar Jar. I take a Rose fan favorite more. tasing uh, universally hated character. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go with that. So yeah. what's, um, so this is, it's. The six that they already did, plus now they're adding the new trilogy. Is yes. that what this? I can't is? tell because yeah, what is the yes. Skywalker? I guess, or maybe they're remaking mean? the old games, or maybe it's all new. Uh, I, I want to no say idea. it's a. If you didn't see the cutscenes in the previous trailer, it does look like they're remaking the original. Yeah. At least the cutscenes from the original games. Episodes one through nine are referred to as the Skywalker yeah, saga. But sure. but the mm-hmm. that's a good point, Chris. That like the original Lego Star Wars games were all just like wordless all part of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't really start VO until I want to say the Lord of the Rings one was the yeah, first one that I had. Hated yeah. It. And, and even it. then, it was just incorporating bits from the, from the, the movies. Movie, yeah. From the movie, yeah. But like you know, have things like how did my father die and Obi Wan going. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, diminishing returns at some point on that series, but yeah, those those LEGO Star Wars games are excellent, excellent games. I mean, I feel like I've been given like 20 of them on Game Pass and um, just games with gold, so fine. I'll have, I'll look forward to playing another one of those. Yeah, I mean, there are three LEGO Batman games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It wouldn't be Akili even if you didn't show off uh, Hideo Kojima project, and so they showed off a lot more of that Death Stranding director's cut. Um yeah, looks eh. cool. It's more more Death Stranding, which I never finished, and I really should just go finish that game. This is, uh, listen, if you like that game, here's more of it. If you didn't like that game, and I fall into the latter camp, it's more of it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. eh. Um, yeah. I mean, now, let's be clear, though. Keeley's real closer was him announcing his cameo in Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yeah, what the Jesus. hell? <laughs> like, is that like a TV special? What? He's he's no a clue, not a, a ghost head that talks. I guess. Of course, yeah. Good for him. I guess. Hey, but we saw more of the talking head from Far Cry Six because we they got a new story trailer revealed yes. for Far Cry Six with uh, is it Giancarlo Esposito? That's yes, it? yes. He's he's the villain, Anton Castillo. He's going to be a great villain. Like yeah. I'm just give me this fucking game already. I'm so excited for this game. Hmm. Um, hey, we, you know, we forgot to mention, by the way, the Horizon news, Zero Dawn gets a free a 60 frames per second update on PS5. So oh, that's cool. Michael, I think you and I and Chris, we've been talking about like, let's go back and finish the DLC from the original. Mm-hmm. Let's do it in 60 frames, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chris, this is news just for you. April O'Neil is a playable character in that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge beat-em-up. That looks so goddamn cool. I'm so looking forward to that. And that's .mu and uh, 
I, I forget the the people who did. Um, it's it's like made up of animators who work on Scott Pilgrim, huh? Oh, but it's okay, it's yes, dot yes. mu, and then there's another company too, and I'm right. blanking on their name. Oh, nice! Because Very nice. like I love April O'Neil has been updated in many significant ways, but the least significant way I want her to be updated is that she's always been wearing like a war zone yeah, <laughs> tribute yellow games, that's suit. What I'm uh, a war zone yellow suit. April was always dressed for battle, even yeah. when she was a reporter in the cartoon. And that bizarre yellow jumpsuit that nobody yes. would re- wear in real life, but was so fucking hot. Yeah, and it look it looks awesome to see her kicking ass in that thing, whereas it wouldn't if she was wearing a goddamn like pantsuit or like right. miniskirt. Got to wear the jumpsuit. Uh, Got to wear. Yeah, like th- that shit is awesome. It doesn't look stupid at all. Uh, it's nice to have a fifth character. And let's remember that Ninja Turtles, I think, broke up over Venus the Milo Turtle. Okay. Uh, they broke up the creators. Yes, they oh were my. reunited on on uh, that Toys That Made This episode. But mm. uh, I won't have a woman in my series. Oh, dear. <laughs> let's see. I'm just going to kind of go through the rest of the stuff. Hey, Riders Republic, that Ubisoft kind of looks like the evolution of Steep, just more shit to I ride. The public <laughs> beta wait. is now open to everyone. Open Ooh, beta, okay. baby. Yeah, go play um, it. Uh, Sifu, that's that kind of cartoony-looking kung fu game coming February on PC and that consoles. That looks great. Yeah. That looks real great. I'm really excited I'm, for that. I am it's excited. A... Uh, Persona 5 fans, hey, look, I got my Cosmic Kiryu fucking monkey ball, so you get your Morgana monkey ball. That is coming oh, yeah, to I monkey do. ball as Pochalant's DLC. Um, I, I did like that it, it had a little bug saying, does not include background music or VO. So it's like, oh, we're ju- so it's just a Morgana skin character. Like, it's but not My favorite Meme. There's so many good memes of the Kiryu monkey ball where there's one of Majima bowling with the Kiryu monkey ball. It's very, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah. Hey, Jurassic World Evolution is getting a sequel. Uh, the release, uh, So the Evolution 2 is coming and they revealed the release date for that one. I, I'm, I don't – I'm not really into park sim games. I love Roller Coaster Tycoon but haven't played one since but – Apparently, I just think good. it's cool that we've uh, discovered the sequel to the theory of evolution, Evolution Two. Right, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, and of course, the end result of evolution is whatever the fuck was happening in that Dokev or Doki V. Dokev, Do- Dokev V. Yeah, dude. Uh, it, whatever was happening, everything. Everything was, was happening. happening in it was trailer. like a seven-minute trailer. Yeah, I think like four minutes in, I was like t- typing into my work chat, like, "What is the gameplay here? It looks like Tony Hawk's Pro Monster Hunter. Like, what it, the fuck is to happening?" To me, it looked like, like it's at Pokemon some point meets they were ghostbusting. Basically, mm. is what I was picking up because there was like some roller skating going on there, you know, skateboarding. Uh, it's uh, feels it's the like an that, open world. Okay, so look, if you if you say like literally the game includes everything, it makes sense because it's the Black Desert Online team, and like I don't know if anyone here played Black Desert Online, but it's just like they. They are really good at producing a shit ton of content in these games. So <laughs> it's uh it's an MMO. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. It looks like a cross between like a Lego game and a Pokemon game and Jet Set to me with a little Tony Hawk thrown in for good measure. So mm-hmm. yeah, go for it. These are more games. Every game we mentioned in this new release segment are more games than I could ever play in my entire life. It, this, this is, is yeah. news. By the way. <laughs> hey, Va- Michael Valheim. Hearth and Home update coming yep. this September, yep. baby. I think I'm, I think I'm done with that game until they just add more stuff in general. Like, okay, I, I right. beat the I beat the fifth boss and I'm done. So I think out of that's all the news in 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 that show that is kind of hey like from uh, from Hearth and Home to Hearthstone. Am I right? Hmm. Uh, well, uh, how about Hearth and Home to 
your many homes in Skyrim because Skyrim's getting a 10th anniversary edition, baby. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've played Skyrim. <laughs> it's been on fucking how many platforms? 11, 11, 20. Yeah. Like, I've never gotten into any of the re-releases, even though I bought all of them. Because yeah. I spent, I, I spent like I think more than two hundred hours playing the original Skyrim, mm-hmm. and it's just like I have my character, I have all his abilities. The thought of starting over from nothing and doing all that shit again is terrifying to me. Like I, I, I can't do it. It's a I did game, play yeah. through the Switch re-release, mm-hmm. but that was the only one I played. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't it wonderful though that you know people. A decade apart, a generation apart, can both grow up playing the same game. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I try with the PSP. There's still been more versions of, of GTA Five. No, I think there are slightly fewer versions of GTA slightly V. Slightly fewer versions. Because there's yeah. no Switch version. No, and there's no, no PSVR version. Exactly. Mm. Or uh, Amazon Alexa version. Oh, Jesus, that's right. Was it clear to you guys, like, is this remastered at all, graphics or anything? Or is it just literally, hey, we're, we're throwing this game out again? I, I don't know. I'm guessing it it's, has... it's probably getting like a, a 4K 60 FPS remaster. The people I know are still interested in that game played on PC and they don't need whatever they yeah. say. Right. The, uh, the biggest thing I think that is being added to this is it's it's called what? The Bethesda Creation Club is yeah. what they call their like, like, like mods They're made mod official stuff. basically. I, I think yeah. it, they're including mods in this, right? Like, yeah. They're, they're so it includes some, of, some of that hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I'm more interested, by the way, in uh, oh. talk about games that have been around a while. Destiny 2, the new expansion, The Witch Queen, confirmed coming February next year. I'm telling you, Q1 next year is lining up to be huge. So uh, It's a great trilogy, man. You got the Who Queen, the What Queen, mm-hmm. the Witch Queen. Mm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That was a ton of news, but that is all the news that is fit to play. Wow. That's because it's Gamecom and we I, do it big I, over I mean, here. Thank I you. liked for a second, I, I called out uh, with those video game auction news stories, like a bunch of stuff surfaced this week, like corruption, oh, yeah. collusion. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm just like, you know, I, I described the story and like none of that is illegal. These are how things yeah, it's just always gross. work. It's it just gross. And like, yeah, those games aren't worth that much money. They are selling to people who have never had a job who are millionaires and are given a catalog like, wow, is this the best version of Mario 3? I have millions. Of, I came here to bid millions of dollars. I'll bid, I'll bid millions it's, of dollars. It's, it's the latest in a long line of people already having a lot of money, sure. devising a scheme yeah. to get more of that money from Sadly, other people Sadly, the who people who bilk people out of money found out about video games. It doesn't really mean the retro market's going to be affected. Though. Well, so I, 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 I sent you guys a link. So I follow a guy, Seth Abramson, and he, and he covers mostly politics, but he was covering this because he was like, so one of these auction houses, they... They had it's games that were, they were mold games, like games it's that are moldy heritage. that normally get, I think it's called like a red, they red label them like, hey, mm. this game has mold, which is known to disintegrate a game in the long run, right? You're talking like literally like bacterial mold. Mold, yeah, like, like a on, game. on the box. On the box, there's mold. Okay. And they would, they, they don't put the red label on them like the other auction house does. They put like a blue label. And so like literally though, the, the, the company that wasn't putting the red label on was getting like 10x the money for these games. And he, and like Chris said, like it's all kind of revealed to be like, Hey, there's some stuff going on with this. These aren't being sold to gamers. They're being sold to multi-billionaires. I feel like if you're selling something knowingly containing mold, you have a potential lawsuit though. Right. Well, especially I think if you're, anybody if you're not who paid that price deserves anything they get. 
Um, you know what? Fair yeah, point. Who's who's <laughs> out here like? Who's out here paying five hundred dollars for Excite Bike? Let alone moldy Excite With mold. Bike. Yeah. Martin Martin Shkreli. <laughs> I guess the conventional the conventional wisdom of this is worth as much as someone will pay for it is like. That's only true if you're a real scumbag. It's dumb. And you, you saw some scumbag eBay sellers, but you'll never pay that on Craigslist or eBay or at a convention. Yep. These people can't... They will heighten prices, but you will not be paying millions of dollars yeah. to complete okay, I, I game got Super Mario, I got a Super Mario 64 cart like on this shelf over here yeah, that I too. think I paid maybe $20 for, and yeah, it's man. great condition. You know who would not pay this is Matthias, because at Gamescom there's too many good collectibles, and we had to rave not to spend too much money. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Smell my cologne. This has been... <laughs> Did you hear Peter spent a million dollars on Super Mario 64? <laughs> It's going to grind it up, and we're going to snort it. I can't do it, German. I <laughs> yeah, save my goddamn life. Sure. Cut this bit. Dude, you, hey. Oh, oh, like the rest of us, we're doing good ones? Yes. <laughs> Why the fuck isn't anybody out there snorting an, uh, a Switch cart? You can yeah. snort Mario 64 with Mario 3D All-Stars. Joke's on you, mortals. I acquired Mario 64 at a much lower price. Ah, Tyrak, he's back. Hmm. Oh, my God. All right. I should go home. Let's move on to the oh. community segment, as always, segmenting community, etc. Uh, what's a game? Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's a game that you would want to road trip through or a game that you like to play on road trips? Uh, Expellion on VigiGamePocalypse.com says, The game world that I would want to road trip through would be Mass Effect, specifically the oh, Citadel. Man. It is a huge structure and we only ever scratch the surface. Traveling and you could drive upside down. Yeah, traveling through each <laughs> of the wards in the Presidium while meeting all sorts of interesting aliens and seeing how they interact with each other outside of the glimpses we saw with Shepard would be fascinating. My favorite game to play on road trips is the portable Zelda games. I have great oh. memories as a child driving in the car for hours and hours traveling to a place to camp and then sitting out in the woods ignoring nature while playing Link's Awakening and the Oracle games. I wish that was my experience. I was playing the Tiger LED pinball games on Ugh. road trips. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Uh, from Twitter, uh, Logical Dojo says, I would road trip uh, through Skyrim. Honestly, mm. I, I haven't actually finished the game despite getting uh, it <laughs> shortly after launch and buying wow. it more times than GTA Five. Wow. Uh, but I can uh, and do fall into the places and landmarks so easily. It's a digital vacation. Also, Forza Hot Wheels hellscape. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, great. I I uh, I got the the Forza Hot Wheels stuff is fun, but the fucking Lego shit from Four is is amazing. I mm. got in late on that, and it's it's great. But uh, Jedwards two four five on the Twitter says. I would love a road trip through the land of Hyrule, specifically from Breath of the Wild. To see all of that land for myself would be breathtaking. Hopefully, it'll happen while riding the ancient motorcycle Link gets. Yeah. You can toss cool. fucking... I forgot about that, yeah. yeah. You can peel out in front of a guardian's eye. <laughs> when you're riding your Helian hog, please don't forget to honk at Matthias. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh! Honk, honk sounds really funny in that. <laughs> Uh, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, ding, trademark, uh, <laughs> Carrie Chandler says, I would love a modern outrun wow. game mm. that is just beautiful vaporwave vistas and music and casual highway Hell driving. Yeah. As for my favorite game for road trips, I usually like to bring my PSP on out-of-state trips loaded with 8 and 16-bit games. On my last trip, I played through a lot of Act Razor, Mega Man 2 Ooh. through 6, and Clash at Demon Head. Heck yeah, it's a good That's band. That's a great lineup. It's a good band. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. When Clash played Demon Head, it really was a great, mm-hmm. great live set, wasn't it? <laughs> I am, I am hungry for a Game Boy S, a hacked Game Boy SP. I want one very bad. Mm. Or game mm. GBA, uh, GBA SP. Hmm. GBA mm. SP 2D. Yeah, just the just like fucking Franken handheld. Mm. Um, and finally, Jesse Moore says a lot of video game places are filled with monsters. Or evil robots trying to kill you, so the idea of a road trip in many of them would prove to be very dangerous. With that out of the way, what about King of Fighters? These games often have really fun and detailed backgrounds, and you'd basically get to go all over the world and witness some of the best fights on streets you've ever seen. So you're you're in the car that they beat up in between levels, basically? Yeah, you have to come out and or say, oh uh... my god. That's Street Fighter, I know. I know. Street Fighter. That is true, yeah. Or Streets, and I think Streets of Rage maybe also has that. I don't remember. Mm. He had a couple games that did that. Um, we also have a video response from Mike Amari, oh. who says... Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Uh, we're actually on a road trip right now to Hirsch, oh. Pennsylvania. We're stopping out of Sheets. Uh, any good road trip has good road food. Uh, so the question of the week, of course, was which universe would you want to road trip in for a video game? Uh, for me, it's Mass Effect universe. Mass Effect 1 is my favorite of those games. Mainly because it felt like I was on a road trip on different planets. Yes, I know the Mako was not anyone's favorite, but I felt like it was the most exploratory. And I would love like a chill-out game where I could just have road trips with Garrus and Commander Shepard just bombing from planet to planet and enjoying the trip. Uh, thank you guys for being with me this week. I'll be with you again next week. Oh, that was short, but uh, and cool. a minor a minor shout out to Chris Baker as I was going off to pee. He answered in this and said, "Old Man Logan," which <laughs> is a road trip story. Oh, sure. Mm. That yeah. the the movie Logan was loosely based off of, but like yeah, that's true is much more much more insane with the inbred Hulks uh, stealing Iron Man's armor. Uh, like wonderful. Um, what a great idea! Thank you, Baker. All right. Um, so, new question of the week. What game would you want to see get a director's cut with extended scenes, more story, etc.? I know which one I'm going to pick. It's pretty fucking easy. Grand Theft Auto V. We were promised story, more story content for so long. It never mm. came. We just got... It did, too. It did, to, it to, to uh, online, it online, but not single yeah. player. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah if, I, if I want to go do the Cayo Perico heist, great. But um, then I have to play Grand Theft Auto Online to do that, so... Uh, I'm gonna. I would have said Ghost of Tsushima, but hello. Yes. Um, <laughs> and if you, if you buy your director's cut on PlayStation Four, you select it, and like you can only look at an art book and listen to music. I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, oh, my regular game is updated. Thank you. Hmm. But I would still say Hades. Uh, Hades. Sure. I, I don't know what else they had, and I can't imagine anything else that would make that game better or enhance it. it it's just perfect. And big and long, uh, but That's I, what I she love. Said. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he's big and long. Great game. Why is she German? <laughs> why not? Why not? You got something against Germans, Chris? Come she on. She would say why not. No, no. Calm down, Fraulein. Mm. Uh, but but I would still say Hades. Frau Bletcher. <laughs> uh, Hades. Or or my my most common choice for VGA. Question of the week's Super Mario 2. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, that's a great answer, actually. Um, I'm going to go with Doki one... Doki Panic at the Disco. I'm going to go with one that's getting DLC soon. But man, I want more of this game. Outer Wilds. 
I would love a director's cut of that game. Bring that DLC, make it part of the overall. I, I don't even know what the DLC is going to be about. Don't know if it fits with the story, but like that is a game that's just like I never get to. You never get to play that game again. Once you once you figure that game out, it's never the same again. But so like if there were some new twists and turns along the way, like Outer Wilds is such a such a perfect game. Like please give me more of whatever that is. You know. Talk about good time loop games. Outer Wilds. Go play Outer Wilds. Yeah. Forget about 12 yeah. minutes. Go Fantastic. play Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. Um, my answer is Skyrim. You know, I think there's still so much to be said God and explored. No. God um, damn it. My, <laughs> uh, my, my answer is, uh, so, you know, if, if we finally got a Psychonaut sequel, then I can also have some wishful thinking that one day, maybe, we'll get a real Banjo 3E, not Nuts and Bolts. That's not the same game. Don't tell me it is, you gaslighter. Uh, <laughs> Banjo Tooie is is my favorite game of all time, and there's a lot of That's stuff ridiculous. that was cut from that. One of its major features that was supposed to carry over directly from the first game into it didn't make it in the way it was originally intended, and so I would just love more of that. Much in the same way that you know these Psychonauts diehards, they just wanted more of that world and finally got it. I just want more Banjo Tooie's world. It is one of I did a video on this as well. Uh, I just think it's one of the most creative and imaginative worlds that's ever been designed. And uh, we'll never get anything quite like it. You know, Jokes there was- on you, my friend. That game is actually just Viva Pinata was actually that. It, it was going to be Banjo-Kazooie Animal Husbandry game. That was supposed <laughs> to be the prequel. <laughs> yeah. And we got Viva Pinata instead. So there you go. Uh, nuts and bolts. I can't even tell you how disappointed I was uh, when I first played that really? game. Really? It was I'm not the game. Like nuts it's and not. Bolts. Okay. If you can like that game separate from the other games, but if you played one and two and expected three to be in right. line with those and you sat down for nuts and bolts, you were in for a bad time. Uh, I think it especially sucks there's like a two hour portion where like, yeah, this is Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. And then it's, the, the then opening, it's not anymore. The opening section of the game is an overweight banjo because he hasn't platformed in a while. Mm. And literally the commentary is, <laughs> remember when we used to platform? How dumb. Let's make Hot Wheels cars instead. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so like it, it's it's a fine game in a bubble, but as a third game in that series, it made me so disappointed. Um, although Gruntry's Revenge on Game Boy Advance, not so bad. Anyways, my answer is Banjo to it. Nice. All right. Clever. All right. Um, so, what game would you like to see a more complete director's cut of? Let us know. Go to vidgamepocalypse.com, Answer into the comments for episode four hundred and thirty-four. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers to read on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out some plugs. Once again, Tony, tell us about Framework. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, so uh, Framework is the YouTube channel that I run. It's a bunch of video game essays where I take a great effort to find an angle on a game that hopefully hasn't been talked about too much, so you can kind of look at it in a new light. Uh, the most recent thing we did was on uh, the original Psychonauts and kind of why it is still so mind-blowing to this day. Um, you know, check that out. Uh, we've got a bunch of other videos that I've done at this point, so hopefully there's something on a game you like. And if not, I hope you'll check it out anyway. Easiest way to get there is tinyurl.com slash frameworkyt, as in YouTube. That'll take you right there to the channel. Uh, the Twitter account is framework underscore video. Uh, my personal Twitter is at chaingunpope. That's my stuff. Uh, please check it out because I really like making it and I like sharing it with more and more people. I love it, Tone. I'm Thanks, personally bud. vouching for all this stuff and I still have to plug things after this, but it's just patreon.com slash laser time. My back hurts. Please help. 
me continue to pay my health insurance because I'm going right. through a very rough time right now. If you have not heard me owl throughout this podcast, I hope the guys don't edit it out. Hmm. No, we'll, we'll, we'll you'll just need more painkillers, Christopher. Oh. <laughs> oh, please, please stomp! Like, do not stop until you stomp on my balls and watch me shit all over my chest, <laughs> mine own chest. How does that work? I, 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 yeah, the, I will is that simultaneous? Myself. I mean, don't worry. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some links after the show. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yes, I will fall down like a Metal Gear uh, coward. By the way, that's your what, ass in the air. That's what the Yoshi is. When I said earlier, y'all, mm. Trevor, ever, ever try Yoshiing? That's what it is. God. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, hey, uh, if y'all liked hearing about Madden, if you like sports and are like, wait, they talk about Madden on a VGA, uh, check out me and TL Foster. Uh, we actually recorded a lot more of that, and I'm, I'm going, I haven't even checked in with Chris. I'm going to put the unedited version of that up on the Patreon for you folks. We talked 20 minutes on Madden, which obviously we can't put that in this show but uh so yeah that's up there i'm gonna put it as a patreon patron exclusive uh just all madden talk with me and t tl foster and then go check his shit out he's the pnb uh podcast network he's got a lot of stuff going over there live from the pool house the show all about the fresh prince of bel-air grab that sonya shirt from their store i want it yeah they they got some good merch as well uh then hit me up on the twitter maddie c allen m-a-t-t-y-c-a-l-l-e-n as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com or uh, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. We're back to talk about what? Uh, Windows updates. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs>